This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Comic Book Click at tpublic.com. Visit tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click to get exclusive one-of-a-kind merchandise including shirts, stickers, and phone cases all designed by us. Get your hands on the latest and greatest in comic book merchandise by going to tpublic.com slash user slash comic book click. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by comicbookclick.com, and as always, I'm never alone, sir, please introduce yourself. I am Dan, the comic book man. Dan, the comic book man, is here, we're here to talk some comic books, as we do, as a part of Comic Book Click, and you know, I feel like I'm the best... I am at what I do, and what I do... I think you are. ...sometimes isn't very nice. Or, that's more of a catchphrase of the man we'll be talking about today. The man with the adamantium claws and the best hair in the business? What do you think? Oh, definitely one of the best hairs in Marvel history. We're here to talk Wolverine, Logan, but more specifically, go over the... One of the best... I, I I was almost going to call it Elseworlds. I should get shot for that, right? One of the best um, alternate universe Marvel stories out there uh, in recent history that goes, uh, that pushes the timeline forward 50 years and asks us what a Logan would do in a superhero-less world. But I initially wanted to tackle this. You were on last week's podcast. You know why. Because I wanted to get you to rewatch Logan. I know you weren't a fan. Originally, yes, I was. I was definitely not a fan of the movie. It was. I, I built my expectations so high that it, it was going to be hard to please me. To be honest with you, I understand. I understand. And so, um, I thought it would be really, really cool to t- to tackle the old man Logan comic as uh, it was presented, and then look at some of the similarities between the Logan film and the comic. But more talk about this idea of Logan, this idea of Wolverine, and. Um, you know, his popularity, you, you know, Hugh Jackman in the role, there's been such a legacy behind this character. What do you think? Oh, 100%. And it's, it has spawned its own, even like fandom within movies. Like there's a lot of characters whose design looks, sort of look like even Hugh Jackman's Logan. Like they, even some of these characters get, get joked on like, aha, look at you, Wolverine's ugly cousin or something like that. Like, this character is one of the most popular. <laughs> I was going to say something and then they, just like how my mind works, they went to a reference. But I think it, it still stands true. Um, at one point, when I was young, I think most people who weren't aware of what it was called Wolverine X-Men. He was like, you know how like uh, every every cereal is Cheerios? Like that yeah. kind of deal, yeah. So like my mom and some of that. Everybody, all everyone called him X Man because he had the he had the X claws, and he was he was seen at least in the nineties as being like the most popular member of that team. 
Oh, 100%. And that definitely goes with the 90s X-Men cartoon. Like, the voice actor, the writing behind that character, everything about him was just, it was cool. He was yeah. like the 90s Fonzie, but he was a cartoon. Yeah, gruff and, you know, he, gruff and he, tough, yeah. right? He talked like all nasally, like, what do you want, bub? He, you know, he, he, didn't, he didn't filter himself. He definitely spoke how he felt. Do you remember claws, your first, man. your first like um, introduction to the character? Do you remember? I know it's you know. Oh, the '90s cartoon. Yeah. Do you like him off the? The rip? '90s cartoon. I actually went as him for Halloween one year. Okay. With the whole yellow and blue. With the, you the... know, what? now that you say that, I think I might have been him for Halloween one year too. Because they had the 100%. blue, those blue gloves that had that could would have. You remember the, the blue gloves, with the rubber adamantium claws? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're yeah. Like bendable. <laughs> right. And and the. The mask you get like um you can get like the whole top part of his hair yeah. as a wig, but it also comes with like the forehead. You can it, it uh what else we, we put like um painted uh, a mustache uh, like beard on me like five o'clock shadow. There you go. You get the candy cigars, which is just like a giant caramel stick, which is kind of disgusting, really. But I'm not def- a fan of. He definitely was the ruler, cool. You know, like he's a living. Oh, one hundred percent. Swiss Army knife in in many cases. Um. It's funny because, like I said, I can only go from my personal experience with the character. And so it would be just like you, the X-Men animated series. I actually had a um, cousin that would collect the cards. So I was aware of some of his comic book appearances. Like that's when I saw like um, the brown uh, suit, the very popular brown 80s suit. Um, But I remember just thinking he was cool in the same way that Raphael of the Ninja Turtles is cool. You know, just a a moody, uh, grumpy, badass Especially with in comparison to the Scott Summers and Beast, right? Like he was the only one at the time on the team that was, you know, filling that gap of the rough and and gruff um, antihero. And I think that's all goes to to really the nineties oh, in yeah. a sense. Like there's yeah. a lot of those Raphael, Wolverine, um, uh, Shadow from the yeah. Sonic series, Kaiba from Yu Gi Oh, uh, Gary from Pokemon. Like there was always these like cool but kind of toxic and problematic it's the edge, baby. It's the edge baby everyone loves the it's edge, the edge lords. <laughs> everyone the loves the edge lords. get closer and closer to that damn edge um but it's crazy that when i think of wolverine logan i think of that 90s cartoon because the character was created all the way back in november of 1974 that is a long ass time <laughs> jesus um and it, it's crazy because in the world of in the world that we live in, that was a very long time ago. But it also is not one of the first Marvel characters, considering, you know, the, some of the first Marvel characters being the original X-Men, um, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, and then Wolverine much later. It's crazy how he got so popular, even though he wasn't in the beginning of the genesis of Marvel Comics. Um, he was created by Marvel Editor-in-Chief Roy Thomas and writer Len Wein. I hope I'm saying that right. And Marvel art director John Romita Sr. Romita designed the character, although it was first drawn for publication. Wow. Yeah, right? Nice. It was first drawn and for publication by Herb. Do work like his work. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it was first drawn for publication by Herb Trimp. Uh, but Wolverine later rejoined a revamped version of the superhero team, the X-Men, in Giant Size X-Men number one. Are you aware of Giant Size X-Men number one, Dan? I, I'm going to tell you a real funny story. That, uh, I have a con- You know about like, my old comic book mentor. He was like a guidance counselor in high school. Yes. There was this one time in 2013 that Comic Book Men was on Netflix, all three, epi- all three seasons, and I binged it in a weekend. 
in season three, I caught in one episode my old guidance counselor trying to buy a giant size <laughs> X-Men number one. That's hilarious. I paused instantly. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that bald head. I know those eyebrows. Well, his, that, that means, that means his, geek, his geek cred checks out, right? Yep, his geek cred definitely checks out. I texted him instantly. I'm like, dude, I'm watching an episode of Comic Book Click, and I just saw you. Comic he starts man, laughing. But yeah, I like, hope one day we man, get an episode of Comic Book we, Click. We're gonna have, we'll, have our own, we'll have our own TV show one day. So yeah, so I'm aware of the whole giant size X-Men. It's Did they, they explain the significance of that uh, comic at all in that episode? Oh, I think they were, they were selling it for like $300, and he was trying to talk it down to like 150 Because the biggest thing is that, you know, we uh, the original X-Men team was, I want to say Angel... Iceman, uh, Beast. Beast, Marvel Girl, Cyclops, and uh, Professor X, and so it, and it was kind of like the Fantastic Four, just with a mentor, kind of you know, like a like a yeah, coach. they're like Marvel's weirdest team or something, like Marvel's strangest team or something like that. I'm about to say like a coach, but then I might as well just say like a chief, right? <laughs> like a... he's an offensive he's an offensive coach he's not the defensive coach but you might as well call him no the no chief. he is the defensive coach you might as well call, chief. Him, call him the chief because they the, oh yeah both yeah. comics debuted in months away from each other the doom patrol with their oh, strange heroes right. yep. we had this conversation <laughs> the doom patrol with, with their strange team and led by a uh guy in a wheelchair and then the x-men with their strange team led by a guy in a wheelchair they said to have just been a creation of parallel thinking no one was Licking over each other's shoulders, supposedly. But, I mean, come on. It's a little close well, I mean, there. I mean, there's also, there's a, I will straight up say that, the, like you said, you know, the biggest lie ever told is that we have more differences than similarities. Yeah. That I have a lot of ideas in my head that I know someone else has thought of mm-hmm. and put the, the tools to make it happen. So, maybe both of them were just thinking, hey, you know, how would be cool if a guy in a wheelchair led a team from the sidelines? And I think that... You know, they probably both would have stayed in the same level of popularity, but Giant Size X-Men number one comes out. And that's the one where Chris Claremont, who's known as being a prolific um, X-Men writer, he changes the lineup a bit and starts to add international um, mutants to the X-Men lineup. So you had the original, you know, the OGs that I was just talking about, Marvel Girl, Cyclops, etc. But this would introduce the, um, the German Nightcrawler. The African Storm, the Canadian Wolverine, you know. The Russian Cyclops, and um, Cyclops, uh, Colossus. Colossus, right? 100%. And the um, they even had a Native American, but I think he died in the first issue after Giant Size. Oh, that's no, <laughs> number that, oh, one. Come on, no. But that was more to like show that anyone could get it. <laughs> and um, at one point, he was on the chopping block Wolverine eventually in the comics of getting axed. Just, again, to show the power of the writer, you know, like, not everyone can stay. But John Byrne, who's also a Canadian, had convinced Chris Claremont that you can't kill the only Canadian character that we got right now. He's literally the only Canadian mutant we have right now. So let's not do that. And they don't. They didn't. So um, Frank Miller was also somebody who fell in love with the character. And he collaborated with Claremont to help revise the character in a four-part limited series called Wolverine. Um, and that debuted Wolverine's catchphrase, I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice. I mean, that's a pretty badass catchphrase for the for the 80s. That is a, I mean, that's just, that catchphrase just defines Wolverine for these last 40 years. Yes, 100%. 
Um, the big thing is the main big thing that everyone knows that Wolverine was a mutant born with a healing factor. Initially, I think I thought that his power was his claws, like that he had them. I so did I. <laughs> um, but we find out that Logan was actually kidnapped by the Weapons X program, and when he was captive, they experimented on him, and they had adamantium, this fictional metal in. Marvel, that's damn near indestructible, they forcefully fused it onto his skeleton. Um, so then he was able to escape and he became an operative for the Canadian government. And So Bone Claws wasn't a thing? Either, or initially, was a thing? initially it wasn't. But it's funny because when you go back through the history, initially they wanted the claws to come out of like kind of the wrist, like the back of the hand. Not, not, not the back of the hand, but the, you know, further The top up. of the hand, like in the cartoon, like the way they showed in the cartoon where yeah, further, it literally comes out the top of his hand. Yeah, they, they they did that further up, but this this was just I think this origin with the Weapon X stuff was just trying to connect him to his um, origin because his first comic book that he appeared in wasn't X Men; it was Hulk. It was the Incredible Hulk yeah, one eighty and one eighty one one eighty one, right? Yeah, because he was sent he was sent to hunt the Hulk, and so the origin ends up dovetailing and going back to, okay, so once he broke out of Weapon X, he ends up working for the Canadian government and they send him to go stop the destruction caused by the Hulk when he's fighting this, like, Canadian urban legend called Wendigo. Wendigo. But uh, Joe Quesada, he ended up writing Origin in 2001, Wolverine Origin, which would give us the definitive account of Wolverine's backstory. So this is the part that we get the James Howlett, the born in Canada in the late 1900s, um, the Bone Claws. This is where we get all of that stuff. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, how are you just going to give us Wolverine with the adamantium claws, but like, what what would it do? How does that work? I get its comics, and I got to suspend my disbelief a little bit, but you're asking me to, like, go to space with my disbelief. Well, I think that's what so I would hope that I think that's a big thing. I think that's what ended up happening a lot with this character is that a lot of things just didn't add up. So people just try to fill in the blanks and some of the ideas Keep are really, really cool. Keep retconning and retconning and <laughs> Right. Some of the ideas are really cool and other ones are kind of like, eh. Like one of them was that Wolverine was belonged to like a, a race of feral humans. Like cat people. Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that one too. Uh, You know, not great. But some people think that the... um. You know, bone claw stuff is great, and actually makes sense I'll, that I'll they would the be. I'll take the best healing factor in the world type. Like I like the I, I like the idea that he his healing factor is like so powerful he can actually take the experiment. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. that was what the big thing was in X Men Origins Wolverine was he was the only one with the healing factor capable enough to withstand the surgery. They haven't come up with a convincing mechanism as to the claw. Uh, usage, right? Like, because these things eventually go back into his what forearm? Yeah. Um, and they would have to have been built. Well, they were they're his bone claws coated with adamantium. But prior to the creation of bone claws, what the hell did they just pour stuff in between his knuckles? <laughs> I have no idea how it adamantium worked. into his knuckles, and then he just they just hardened and they would come out. It's I think weird. because science or film theory, one of them like did the the science behind Wolverine's body because there's no way his forearms are holding like five what are they like three foot long claws like what's the actual oh they're measurement long. behind it they're I have long, some right? here they're probably like two feet maybe one yeah 
Yeah, I'll take my two feet. Yeah. And if he's supposed to be as short as they say, his forearms ain't two feet. His oh, forearms yeah. ain't even a foot. Yeah. My forearm is a foot. Yeah. And I'm told in <laughs> Wolverine in the comics. Right. And the shorter you are, the shorter your wingspan is, which means the shorter your forearms are. So that all checks out. So there's not no checking out. <laughs> there's no possible way. And it would have to be going all the way to your tricep. And then how are you bending your arms? Exactly. Are they now bendable bone claws? Do they? The science behind Wolverine sometimes doesn't make sense, but he's the writing behind this character is still so great that I'll put it aside. It's comics, you know. Uh, did you watch Wolverine and the X Men at all? I watched. Wait, did I watch the Wolverine? Like no, the it, there was an out? animated series where he was leading the X Men. Oh, where Wolverine and the X Men. Yes. Yes. I've seen bits and pieces, maybe a couple of episodes when I was on Netflix. I fell off animated X-Men after Evolution. <laughs> after everybody uh, got is cool. That the, the, <laughs> is that the one where like Cyclops has like the, the giant bodysuit? That's the one that we keep There's sharing one. the gif of, of Kitty Pride and the, and Rogue. Rogue's like kind of emo. Oh, yeah. I'm not a fan. That, that, I think that's the one I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I was just like, how would X-Men be in high school kind of deal? And that's when it I, is that one, yeah. I don't like that one. That's when I stopped, but I knew I was aware of Wolverine and the X Men, um, being a comic. And then, uh, Wolverine is the only person in the X Men franchise to get his own solo film. Besides, I guess you would say Deadpool, but I don't consider Deadpool an X Men, even though he was an honorary uh, it, one in. Uh, we would have <laughs> to consider too. the movie X Men. That we like everybody you see in the movies. Yeah, because this is at the end of the day, like there are two different mediums. There is way too many X Men for us to get everybody that we got like we got we finally got a good beat not a good beast um i guess a decent backstory in first class and how long was that right i was like 15 years after the original right and i mean that that whole origin that joe Cazada penned out eventually ends up coming to fruition when they try to tell wolverine's origin in the uh the x-men uh cinematic universe if you will um to not much acclaim I do think that Wolverine is probably somebody you don't want to explore too much, and then things start to get a little hairy. Oh no, that that's exactly what you you don't want to do. Like I, I I would love to see the X Force stuff, or, or the I would love to see some Omega Red, some Cyber, some Saber Tooth, Striker, sure. Right. But they they go, I guess X Men Origins without trying to say that I hate love. They went a little bit too far with the love story. Yeah. And made his motivation a revenge. Who for, doesn't believe in love now, love Dan? One. Who doesn't believe in love now? <laughs> I believe I believe in love, but I don't believe that the Wolverine that I've seen my entire life would go on some rampage death hunt for one girl that he probably dated for a few months. He also was a fine lumberjack at one point. <laughs> he, that man did look good in flannel. Luckily, in June of 2008, we are given the eight-issue storyline from the Wolverine ongoing series. This is another thing. I didn't know that this was, this took place in the Wolverine comic. I thought this was on a side story, you know, printed out of the uh That's what title. I originally thought. Because when I originally read the first, I think I read the first two issues. Okay. Or volumes, if you want right. to go by that. Parts. But I read them as, as uh, physical copies. Okay. Like, it was a book. It said Old Man Logan. Right. Like, I was borrowing them. Right. So then when you tell me that this was part of the, an ongoing series, I'm like, oh, wait. This is like like the Amazo virus. Like, this is... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a popular... The, yeah. 
it's like a three episode yeah. arc in a show that you already know. So this yeah, is yeah, but it's like six... one of those like highly acclaimed. Arcs, yeah, uh huh, a hundred percent. That everybody goes to to talk about. Oh, this is the best episode of the series, and it's almost in anthology form because it doesn't have any holdings to anything else. You can read it without knowing. If you weren't following the current Wolverine ongoing series, I don't think you were thrown off by reading. Uh, Wolverine, oh no, this, Old Man th- this story literally starts as a beginning and, a, and an end. Yeah. You have a beginning. It's been 50 years since the fall of superheroes. Logan, blah, 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 blah. He hasn't popped his claws. And then you get to the story and then it, it ends and you could either choose to continue to part two, like a sequel, or that's it. You just know that it ended. You can feel better that way. What do you think of the story? Oh, this is one of the best comic books I've comic book stories I've ever read. That's I tried not cool. saying I tried not <laughs> saying it. I tried I tried going straight like, you know, objective on it, but yeah. straight You're trying straight to no sell up. This is one of the best comic book stories I've ever read. What this, was it about was, what was it about it that Oh man. Well, one, I feel like neutered logan 50 years into the future the, there's a there's a, a mystery and a suspense there that you want to know yeah what the hell happened why won't he pop his claws and then you get these like it builds to it that he's gonna eventually pop his claws yeah but then when he but then when he doesn't at the point that i thought he was going to i'm like oh then this is just gonna get even worse oh they slow burn this that is, right <laughs> they slow burn yeah. the hell out of those yeah, they, keep, they slow burn the pop claw, and it was it, it was great, but also the, the the visuals. It was like this dusky, like blood red for like the sunset, but you, the desolate backdrop of like Iowa, like all yeah. of the fact that the country was like split. There was so much there, but this was definitely probably the most depressing story I ever read. <laughs> I was going to say that one of the things that, that uh, won me over were the quiet, quieter moments. There was a lot of moments where there was no words on the page and we just saw landscapes or we would zoom into the side of Logan's face and you could see all these scars, that, like the, the age of the man, you know? <laughs> um, or they would pull back and show how much a certain state has changed or, you know, the, the current inhabitants... And they really fleshed out that world. I mean, it isn't 100% fleshed out, um, but they they gave me enough to hang my hat on. Well, I think that what isn't fleshed out is mainly left up for your own interpretation, especially if they're never going to touch on it. If you're never going to see that war, yeah, that giant war, if this is just all for like uh, mystery's sake, right. then I'll take the mystery and I'll keep interpreting my own way. Speaking of which, there's a part that, after a reread, I was looking where Doctor Doom seems to see them, and I don't think that yeah. anything comes about from that. No, he's just my man's just watching it all unfold. He don't even care. Yeah, I guess right. He just wants to see the world. Burn. He just legit. Yeah, he's he's like dark and brooding, just like ah, uh, look at these peasants. Because if I really wanted to, I could just go back to Latveria and I'd be a king. <laughs> they love him in Latveria. He's not seen as like some. Like uh, what what's the word? Um, Mussolini a tyrant type. Yeah, yeah. he's seen as he, someone who actually, provides for the people. Yeah, I mean it, that's great. That, that's oh, man. Let's. I don't want to go into the nuance <laughs> of Doctor Doom, but yeah. Before we get into the plot of Old Man Logan, um, I wanted to do one more bit of a trivia because years after, you know, Wolverine got a lot of his origin, and you know. They cleared up some of his backstory. 
a rumor came out that the uh, one of the creators, because you know, it was co-created, um, wanted to make him a mutated Wolverine, like a the animal, like a mutated version of a half Wolverine, half human man. So um, funny because he doesn't even look like the animal Wolverine. He looks like a Linux or whatever, a but, Lynx. But that's the thing. Like he, um, Len Wein, Len Wein, um, was like, no, I never. Like why is that going around? <laughs> It's like it's on every ten things you don't know about Wolverine thing, but it's not true. I never had it in my mind to make him some weird mutated honey badger kind of, you know, animal. honey badger. No, Jesus. I just, I just, uh, you know, we we had a bare bones for a character concept, but it definitely wasn't that. Um, but let's start the story off because I think that it's crazy because the first page sets off so much you just see you just have like an unknown narrator an unknown narrator saying no one knows what happened on the night of the that the heroes fell all we know is that they disappeared and evil triumphed and the bad guys have been calling the shots ever since what happened to wolverine is the biggest mystery of all some say they hurt him like no one ever hurt before others say he grew tired of all the fighting and retired to a simpler life either way he hasn't raised his voice or popped his claws in 50 years Old friends would barely recognize him now. That does not sound like our Logan, right? That doesn't sound like our Wolverine at all. So, well, I mean, if, if I'm going to be honest with you, it's it's not much far off than what they gave us in Origins when, you know, like, he doesn't pop his claws and he doesn't raise his voice and he retires to a quieter life. Yeah. But that isn't really because so, I mean, of, of heartbreak or anything, right? That's just, I guess, the life he chose. No, that's that's... That no, that's that's also him being manipulated. Now, if you remember correctly, that woman oh, every yeah, time yeah. she put her hands on him, she was always telling him what to do. Right, right. So he didn't even get a choice in that matter. But in this matter, yeah, at least here he got a choice. Yeah, yeah. And we see him. You know, he's kind of unrecognizable because we're used to those big tufts of hair sticking out the side of his, sides of his head. But um, he has kind of a, a closer cut. Hair turned gray with the passage of time and all that. He's in regular civilian attire. Um, and we see that he's living in the deserts of California and seems to not have much in the way of means because we're introduced to his family, his wife, Maureen, and his children, Scotty and Jade. And over dinner, the family discusses whether they should sell the kids toys to make ends meet. But Logan says he'll think of something. That was a bit tragic right there, right? They're like talking about selling the Xbox to live. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to sell the kids toys, you know, but, you know, we need to got to make rent and. Oh, man, this whole first book just sets you up for, like, depressing Logan. Like, this is a depressing setting. The guy's the, the guy can't even make ends meet. He's, like, a month behind. And you have to think, you know, we're, we'll get into how all this came to be as far as, you know, his story. But you have to think that, like, he, that means that at one point he just agreed to everything that was going on. Agreed to the tariffs, agreed to the taxes, agreed to the these rent payments, you know? Push came to shove to. and he... He complied. Because he just didn't care. Yeah, because he didn't care. If he's not raising his voice and popping his claws, he's a, he's a broken man. He didn't like, all right, whatever. It's just yeah. emotions. And it's that means going he, through that emotions. Means, that means he had to be hella broken to agree to some of the things that are going on in this town. Which is like that, you know, sets the whole stage for everything. Um, that night, his wife tells him that she's worried about their landlords, the grandchildren of the Hulk. Um, and he, she thinks that... 
you know, she's wondering what the hell they're going to do if they find out that they don't have the rent money. But Logan tries to assure her that he'll think of something. The next day, the whole gang arrives and gets in Logan's face. And he has a daydream of popping his claws for the first time in decades and carving one of them up. But he doesn't. Instead, he takes a beating from the Hulk gang and is knocked out. As they say, they'll be back next month. And if he doesn't have double, everyone dies. Were you were you standing up for my man Logan in this moment? Man, I was. My mouth was wide open. I was just like, "Damn!" And even the whole, even the the hillbilly hulks were like, <laughs> "Come on, man, this ain't you. Like, fight back. What are you doing? Just fight back. Just fight back." Um, Everybody that was fighting him just wanted him to fight back. The artist had a lot of fun with those hulks, right? With those hillbilly hulks. Oh, he had to. He had to. The he got were, like, like mustaches and, and trucker caps. Overall, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, so yeah, she, Logan says he'll think of something, but the, yeah, and then then they come down, they beat him up. Um, hours later, bedridden, Logan is convinced by a blind Hawkeye to go on a courier mission across the country in exchange for rent money. Although he won't say what they're transporting, uh, Logan agrees, but reminds Hawkeye that he's a pacifist. They embark on this dangerous cross-country mission in the Spider-Mobile. What do you think about the start of the story? And did pacifist Logan intrigue you in any way? Uh, yeah, because it's the mystery. It's it's the, well, what's going to happen? It's the, is he, it, it was sitting through the book, like, am I going to get a whole book of, like, no Wolverine? Is this what, is this what it is? Like, this what old man Logan is all it's about? Be like him at the supermarket and then him, <laughs> him uh, watching an old uh, old movie. Him reading a book, Old Man Logan. That's it. I was afraid that that the mostly the book was just gonna be him getting beat up, like the whole book. Like he, he's gonna be transporting and driving, obviously, but the mission is not gonna be as easy as we make it seem. What do so, you think about the framing I, device of a of a road trip? Oh, it was it was great. It was especially since like it um I don't think it showed the map yet of how the country looked. No, but no, I not definitely until the, not until the issue ends. Then it says that at the end. Okay. Well, yeah. So what I liked about the road trip fact is that it was old Hawkeye and old Logan. Yeah. But Hawkeye was blind. Yeah. But he's the one driving. Right. <laughs> right. And well, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. And Wolverine seems to think that this is all nefarious. Like he has cocaine in the back of the car or something. But he's like, nah, don't don't worry about it. It ain't nothing bad. Well, but this don't is worry also. About it. An alternate universe, right? This isn't yes. This is an alternate universe. So, Earth eight oh seven one two eight. So this is a Hawkeye that was also a supervillain because he said it. Well, he was both, he, but Hawkeye, the original Hawkeye, was both as well. Oh, um, he was. Yeah, I did not he, know that. He starts off as a villain and then he becomes a hero. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, same thing for um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Started off as villains and then became heroes. Um. Yeah, and like you were saying, this world, this Earth, has been conquered and divided among supervillains with territories belonging to the Abomination, which later became Hulk country, Hulkland. <laughs> um, Magneto, which later he gets killed by the new Kingpin. Uh, Doctor Doom and Red Skull, who has named himself President of the United States. Um, we see that superheroes have been wiped out of existence with few survivors in hiding. And when Logan and Hawkeye are provoked by the Ghost Rider gang... Hawkeye makes the save while Logan doesn't even attempt to fight, which kind of worries Clint. 
And I think this is this is the instance of Hawkeye realizing, oh, he's for real about this. Like he's really not gonna like he almost died. <laughs> he's really not about to fight back. Thanks so much, dear. No. But um, yeah, it, it it's crazy because you I you got to think Hawkeye brought him along, knowing that he's useful in a fight or in a skirmish. But if Wolverine refuses to, you can't kind of make the. I'm guy. pretty sure Hawkeye thought it was all bullshit. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, you're, you're, you're en- you enough of a sure. temper, and he'll pop him out. It it was more of the I'm gonna keep calling your bluff till you lie to me and to prove that you're lying to me. Yeah. So I even think there was a line where he's like, you know, oh, man, enough enough is enough of this. Yeah. Or something like that. But even in this instance, he's like, what happened to you, bro? And I love oh, that you say he broke me. Yeah, I, I love when you that you get like little flashbacks, but without any dialogue, get little pictures of Logan beat up in his um, old yellow and blue uniform with tufts of hair sticking out and covered in blood. But you they never. Well, at this point, they don't say what it's in reference to. Um, they venture to Hammer Falls, and it's revealed that Clint's daughter, Ashley Barton, who seems to be an aspiring Spider-Girl, has been captured by the new Kingpin. Well, yeah, un- because he's like, he married, like, Parker's, like, third daughter or something yeah, like that. Yeah, which I found a little weird, but it is what it is. And she was years. a woman of color, so one wants to theorize, is that uh, Liz Allen's daughter? Would that be, Imagine, would that be the daughter of Parker they, and Liz I think, Allen? They named the, I think they named the mom, but I can't remember her name at the time. But yeah, I know, no. I know Parker dated Liz Allen, right? But he's he had a child with one of Parker's children, right? Yeah. So you're theorizing that it was the, like the third daughter. So you're theorizing that that third daughter was the the daughter of Liz, of Liz, Liz Allen and Peter Parker. Ah, possible. I don't know if Peter has many other diverse friends, but <laughs> uh, maybe in this future he did. Well, I was a little upset because the new Kingpin is not is not named. At all? Oh, um, but I was so happy when I got to see the Kingpin. I was so happy. One King Kingpin himself, like just the the character of of um Kingpin, yeah, is one of the best villains I've ever seen. Yeah, and he's in everything. He was a, he was one of Spider Man's main villains in the '90s cartoon. He was in the the Into the Spider Verse movie. He's in Daredevil against him. Like he is a great. I, I feel like he is underrated, even if he is used a lot. Just because yeah, you use somebody a lot doesn't mean a lot of pots. Yeah, but just because they use him doesn't mean that they're like they know what they're using. They don't appreciate the character that they're getting to use. Right, right. And that's the thing. Like, even though this one is unnamed, they go to great lengths to show you how vicious he is. Could you see that he hosts shows at an arena where he six dinosaurs on guys like Daredevil and Punisher? This 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 was the moment where I said, "Oh my God, this is the most depressing comic book I've ever read." Yeah, he, he just has them chained up to posts, and there's dinosaurs in the Savage Land in Marvel Comics, so there's a lot of dinosaurs in this comic <laughs> as well. And uh, yeah, didn't um Spider Man like knock a T Rex clean out with one punch? I believe it. I believe it. But yeah, you literally they show the blood spray from the dinosaurs chewing up these heroes. It's pretty depressing. Um, yeah, but it was just the look. It was like I, I felt like I was experiencing uh, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe again, or Punisher kills the Marvel universe again, because you just see like Daredevil and and Punisher like t- chained to a pole. Their faces is all like beaten to hell. Daredevil's mask is like half ripped. Yeah, 
I think a lot of the bigger um, cameos are just references, and that's what makes it feel that way. You don't feel like um, they they don't go into a big story about how they got there, and you know how things. Oh, got you know there. that they're there it's because they went yeah. with the what's her face? Um, oh, Barton's the, daughter. Yes, the new Spider Girl, and she, they. Sorry, go ahead. That was yeah, it was like some sort of covert, co- covert mission or something like that. Yeah, they were set to take down the new kingpin, like some sort of rebellion of sorts, but. Uh, they managed to do a daring escape or a rescue attempt with Ashley and she's free but surprisingly she kills the kingpin solidifying herself as the new ruler of Hammer Falls and also solidifies that Logan and Clint are the, her next targets <laughs> um, that was a turn I felt bad for Hawkeye I'm like that's your daughter bro but I feel like they built to it I wasn't surprised when she um, when she went evil I kind of wasn't because okay. it, they um, the mom made it very apparent that he wasn't around and he made it apparent he wasn't around. She was raised by an Ultron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that right was, that. Listen, that was a cool that was a cool little part, right? Where the Ultron they have the Ultron uh like step pops there talking. <laughs> oh, I think broke my heart because he's legit talking like, listen, we don't need this kind of aggravation right now. Right? Everybody yeah. <laughs> well, he was like a he's like a fanboy because he gives Wolverine a, a an old X Men keychain. He's like, don't forget this bro. You're gonna need it. For good luck and stuff yeah stuff. It's, it's like it's, oh my god jesus ultron with an apron like what the hell is going on it's ridiculous um but you get, and then hammer falls we should say is the last i guess the last end of thor because that's where mjolnir is currently the city as a hammer goddamn falls. tourist attraction it would be though it totally would be i'm just well, i was in the movie i was just gonna talk i was gonna say i'm i was surprised that um, the villains let it happen, but I forgot that's explained as well. It, it makes money. So they let people <laughs> go see it because it makes oh, money. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I was like, wouldn't you want to quell that kind of hope? But no, they don't think anybody's coming back, so what does it hurt? Go ahead. Well, I think um, it was later there was a line that uh, um, people praying that Captain America would come back from the dead is like a myth amongst the townsfolks or some shit like that. Like, yeah. There's like religions to praying to superheroes. Well, the big four from the MCU are dead, right? Well, except for Hulk. Banner's, I'm like, sorry, uh, Tony's dead, Thor's seemingly dead, and Captain America, we see die. So those guys yes. are out. Oh my God, yes. Um, oh my God, yes. I think they mentioned the Fantastic Four besides Sue and Reed uh, are dead. No, no, what happened was they said... Yeah, they don't know what happened to Sue and Reed. One might think that Doom threw them in the negative zone. <laughs> Just for fun. Because all it was like, we know what happened to Johnny and Thor, a thing, to Johnny and Ben. Right. And you even see the thing's arms in a trophy room. Yeah. Ugh. So, <laughs> god damn it, dude, this fucking comic is terrible, terribly, oh, terribly I didn't depressing. even mention that when they showed up, when the Hulk gang shows up in the beginning to collect rent they show up in the fantastic car they do show up in the fantastic car and they spray painted like hulk rules hulk gang and all kinds of gang stuff on the side of it they you know yeah they because you have like two because like, each cousin like three cousins are in like the side cars and then you got like the mom breastfeeding uh baby banner yeah oh my god that's hilarious jesus christ um yes so they managed to escape. Logan, you know, 
makes a face like he's about to do something, but instead of popping, I his thought claws, he was gonna pop his claws. <laughs> this is this right. is the, this is what I love about this slow burn because he's like, "Damn you, Hawkeye, for making me do this." I'm like, "Yo, is he about to to like run this girl over with the car?" No, because the spider car can do whatever a spider can, which means it can drive up walls. So he drives up, drives up the side of the of the building, crashes through, saves Clint um, in the nick of time, but ends up getting into a confrontation with the Maloids. Maloids, Maloids. Yeah, I was thinking it's uh, Maloids or something. Like Those are the people. Mole of, humanoids. Yeah, they're the, they're mole man's people. You know, mole man was the first. Um, Villain of the Fantastic Four. He appears in Fantastic Four number one. And he has That's a group awesome. of these guys that do his bidding. Um, but I guess he's dead now. And they've come to take the Earth. <laughs> because they've lived underground this entire time. Yeah, Clint, Clint calls them the Earth's immune system. What did you think about, you know, seeing them tear apart or tear into some people during that crash? Oh man, I would have. There's a lot of this, a, a lot of this story that I think would have been awesome as an R-rated comic book movie. Because yeah. that whole scene of like, um, when they're being chased by the entire gang, and there's like a big T-Rex running after them. <laughs> yeah, the Venom T-Rex. And then, and then, and then it just starts crashing into the damn floor, and then yeah. all of a sudden, earthquake, bang! They're underground. Yeah, and how, like, how, how uh, of, of a set piece. Oh, it was it was all beautiful. It was it was a Mad Max chase scene. Yeah, it was one hundred percent a Mad Max Fury Road chase scene. I could see it in my head: the orange, dusty, vast desert, the baby blue sky, nice and bright, giant like one line, like a like an assembly line of of villains in the background, really small with like the dust around them. The two guys in the car arguing. The way the camera would be shot, you would see. Hawkeye close up, Wolverine close up, a side shot of them both talking, a behind the shoulder shot. Oh man, that yeah. scene would be absolutely beautiful in a movie. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, after that whole thing with the Maloids, um, and after a little bit of a scuffle with some bar patrons, what, why, what, what was that guy's deal? By the way, he, Wolverine and Hawkeye didn't start nothing. Um, if I was to be real honest. That's, um, what's it called? Uh, projected aggression. Oh, he was already pissed. after everything that this guy. <laughs> he was yeah, already like after, after everything this guy is already going through, yeah. having to climb himself out from an earthquake, turns right. on a car light, and you see like hundreds of people being eaten alive. Yeah. And then some guy was just talking to. Him. I had to. I actually had to read that scene like three times. Yeah. I'm not gonna front. I kept reading over to understand what the hell happened because. He didn't the way they drew it. He didn't even like go over to them and talk to them. He's talking. No, he to just said else. something. Yeah, yeah. He just said something. He like, made. He made like a at the bar. Comment. Yeah, those two. Those two are at the bar, and then some patrons are sitting at a table away from the bar, and they just make like an offhanded comment. And Wolverine goes like he's getting ready for a fight, and then he decides against it. And I think that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Clint needs to know what happened. He demands to know what happened, and so uh, he knows. He finds out what happened. Flashbacks. Reveal <laughs> that on the night, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, flashbacks oh reveal God. that one night, a group of forty supervillains attacked the X Mansion. Unable to locate his teammates, Logan slaughtered all of the attackers to ensure the safety of the mutant children. 
as the last attacker bullseye was killed and what breaks my heart is they go so far as to say that it took him like an hour to kill bullseye so they're just in the house slashing at each other or whatever um for an hour he, he says I, I i have like nine knives in my back at this yeah, point yeah his back is covered in knives and, and everybody like he's cutting think- people up like salad like their faces their heads yeah arms he cut off like um green goblin's head he, he like sliced like doc ock in half some of those some of those, those more gruesome like head, red. head uh themed kills from logan so come straight from decapitation. here so many decapitations in this goddamn book not just from from one story i'm talking about the whole eight parts almost oh, everybody yeah. dies from decapitation but that's what I'm saying. Some Everyone of the cooler, some of the, coo- <laughs> some of the cooler uh, kills in this are replicated in Logan, like some of the up against the jaw, pop claw stuff, is uh, comes straight from oh, here. Like where he puts the fist to the head and then opens his claws, like yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Oh man, that's dope. Um, so, so yeah, so let's after he, after Bullseye is killed, Logan realizes that the entire assault was an illusion created by Mysterio. Because I, even says Logan, uh, Logan, I thought we were. What are you doing? We were supposed to be friends. Yeah, that's what Bo- Bozai says. What Bozai and once said. the illusion like is left, we find out that Bozai was uh, Jubilee. Yeah. So, and, and basically, all of the perceived enemies were his actual fellow X Men. Wolverine slaughtered the X Men by you know. And I had fucking Jake Gyllenhaal's voice in my head for that whole monologue. It's like. Oh, Wolverine, did you really think that you could take on 40 supervillains by yourself? Like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> it's heartbreaking. And the thing is when that... He said, oh my God, when he said that, I was like, oh no, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. And then you just see him standing in the mansion in like the, the, the hallway of the mansion with like 50 dead X-Meners around him. I'm like, oh my God, Beast, Cyclops, Jubilee, Gambit, he took them all down. Yeah. Um... And the fervor in which he killed them was only to save them. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like he only went so hard on the killing of the enemies because he thought he was protecting the X Men. Yep. And in actuality, yes. he killed all the X Men um, with his most like with with all of his his best berserker work, rage, like, with all that rage. It it was 100 percent berserker rage all i'm seeing is red there is no nothing else and the thing is with the origin story that we covered with joe Kazada, um you, i feel like when you started doing that origin story you kind of already set the tale the set the stage for a story about like this guy with a troubled past and honestly from the origin portrayal up until this he's portrayed as a man with a lot of like regret right like a lot of violence and death and regret even the whole what i do is not very nice what i do best is not very nice is an admission to knowing that he's good at something that he necessarily doesn't think is good you know 100 percent. and so oh, no, no, that's that's what's beautiful is he has a heart yeah any any iteration of, of wolverine i've seen he has a heart and right. specifically he has a heart for the innocence the young kids, the, the young mutants that don't have anybody to turn to because he knows how it feels to not have anybody to turn to. Yeah, That's the thing about traumatized people, broken people, people with, uh, with a checkered past. 
they wouldn't want anybody that doesn't know what that feels like to feel that way. Right. And basically ah, with, the, with, the, with the Weapon X program, he's created to be a monster. To, uh, an attack dog, right? Kind of. You know? And oh, 100%. Pit, pit bull trained to go for the nuts. I feel a lot of his history and story has to do with differentiating whether or not he is that actual attack dog or whether or not he can live a regular life even though he's built like a, a silent shooter, you know? Well, like you say, the difference between a hero and a villain is how they handle trauma. Yes. So what makes Wolverine one of the best heroes is how he handles the Weapon X programming trauma. And this he doesn't became let that define his about, future. Yeah, this became a little bit about what we talk about with Superman, where um, Wolverine's biggest power in this story is his restraint. Because when he does let loose, we see how easy it is for him. It's literally like picking, you know, cherries. And yeah. for him to go to great lengths to not do this, to take the emotional, physical, uh, uh, mental abuse that he takes. Um, literally a beating from hulks. Yeah. This isn't just beatings from any old supervillain, any old, old super strong person. This is a punch from the Hulk. Right. Um, so to take a punch from the Hulk in front of your kids and let them see that in a sense, you're, you're a coward, but you know what you're doing is right. Man, that's, that's heartbreaking. Speaking of heartbreaking, you have to think that another heartbreaking element of this is the idea that Mysterio, after this, would just let him go. Right? It's just oh, like, yeah. like he knows he's, he's screwed. Okay, hold on. If we're going to talk about heartbreaking of letting go, for me, was Hawkeye's mission to... Wolverine when he said they killed all my friends oh, they yeah. killed Tony they killed Cap they killed them all but they left me alive yeah. I don't know if it, they look at it because I'm a joke that I, right, I, right. I couldn't do anything to stop them or if they just they just didn't care but that's what hurt <laughs> as a matter of fact oh, no. both of them have oh, no. in, both of them have intense survivors go you know oh, 100% they do um, and it, it sets up their actions because destroyed, literally emotionally destroyed by what just happened, um, Wolverine tries to commit suicide. He goes to a train track and tries yeah. to lay his head onto the tracks, but... All he um, does is derail the fucking train. Yeah, it, it kind of just bumps off his head, and even though he didn't kill himself, that symbolically killed Wolverine's involvement in his life. Wolverine, the, the attack dog. The soldier, the X Men, Berserker rage, yeah. yeah, all of that in that moment. And what's heartbreaking about that whole moment was what he said to Hawkeye. He's like, I, I don't know where I was going or what I was doing, but I was in the woods walking for hours, crying. Yeah, and that made me tear up a little. Um, because all I'm seeing is Hugh Jackman's. Well, I'm looking at Hugh Jackman as this character, and it's like, oh my god. Hugh, Hugh Jackman sells me with his with his emotions. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. When he cries as Wolverine, I believe that this man is really just it does not know what else to do. And in this moment, Berserker Rage isn't gonna save it. I just need to cry because I need to release something. Yeah. He's a man of emotions. He wears his heart in his sleeve. I will always stand by Wolverine wears his heart in his sleeve. It's it's tragic. Um, especially when you go into the fact that this is his surrogate family. 
this is the only family he's ever really remembered <laughs> post um weapon x these are people that he reluctantly loved that he reluctantly these are people that accepted with. him first without that reluctance yeah they accepted exactly. him first and he said screw off screw off screw off middle fingers and and, and bike smoke <laughs> in the distance screw off throwing uh, cigars at people and giving people the middle finger. And he eventually warms up. He eventually becomes almost a den mother of the X-Men mansion as somebody who's graduated and, as to a point of being res- a respected member of the team. And you know what? doesn't matter how the, these movies were handled. That is probably going to be the one big element that I say the X-Men film series handled perfectly. Logan that loner into that role. on the run... Yeah, the drifter Logan not wanting to be a part by the second movie. It, even even in the beginning of the third movie, it's like he's doing it to fill in shoes. Or even said it when he was running into Scott in the beginning of the movie. He's like, hey, man, I covered for you again this week. You know, where, when are you, like, stuff like that. Oh, because Scott, was, see him in, like, even Scott the, was sad about his girlfriend. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But still, <laughs> it's like seeing Wolverine take these, these boots, like in the second movie, of he's the actual babysitter of the X-Mansion. There is no other x-men adult besides right. as a matter of fact that that's, a, that's a perfect example because he used that same amount of of energy berserker and gumption and berserker them. rage yeah. to save those children and that's that in his mind he was doing the same thing here but ends up killing all of them can you put those children in place of those guards in x-men 2 and realize what wolverine has done in this x-mansion it's freaking heartbreaking Jesus Christ. yeah um, it, it is yeah Especially since most of them aren't just X Men. You're 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 an X Men when you're a general and you're a, a soldier, a fighter. Yes. That mansion is still ninety five percent children. Children, gifted youngsters. It's still a school at the end of the day. It's a school with a militarized security. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just got high high end security, but yeah, all this was uh, I think this was the beginning of what part four or five. I think we're getting yeah. I think about it's four because I think five is the deal. The actual dealing of what Clint has in the back, and then six is uh, the end. But I think another thing that's interesting is that um, th- that he's kept this in for so long. I don't think you think his wife knows this. Um, I want to believe it. I want to believe so. Yeah, because I can go also go to. It's not particularly a good movie, but X Men Apocalypse, right? Where um, Magneto runs away after the events of Days of Future Past. Oh, and he, let her in. <laughs> he yeah. essentially has his own cabin in the woods with a with a kid, and he even says, "You know, I told you who I was the first night I met you. I trusted you then. I need you to trust me now." Stuff like that. Like, yeah, I can I can see that. So there's always these elements. Man, I love my brain sometimes. I just have to toot <laughs> my horn for a second. After Logan tells his story, they make it to New Babylon. Uh, which is their final destination. I guess we can bring up quickly. I didn't take too many detailed notes about, you know, they're attacked in the desert by a venomized um, T-Rex, which is stopped. Oh, that, that by, was hilarious. Which is stopped by an elderly black bolt um, who is married to Emma Frost. And Emma and. Oh, Wolverine yes. It was the, a, oh, yes. The Emma Frost stuff. Yeah. That, it's very tangential. Like it doesn't really change the plot all that much. Um, oh, so if we're going to bring up the, the, the Venom T-Rex, then we already passed the landscape of the Baxter building yeah, all the way in it. Iowa on top of a giant skeleton of Loki. Yep. yep. Holy shit. Before they get to um, New Babylon, they also get to Pym Falls. 
<laughs> creatively named. Oh my named god, that was that was also sad. Creatively named because Hank Pym died there as Giant Man, and Giant so there's just this big ass skeleton. In what is uniform. so sad and depressing about this particular universe is these bad guys are so fucking petty that they leave the bodies there well another big thing is that most people that we see here or even if we see them in their last moments like daredevil and captain america they fought to the end they all yeah i mean if if pym's there it's because he fought he was fighting there you know he got into the giant man mode thinking that he could help somebody i'm assuming and no they killed him um it reminds me of civil war when they killed goliath and then they couldn't shrink him back down, so they had to. Uh, I see. I will never understand why the fuck they couldn't shrink that man just back down. Couldn't yeah, they just couldn't throw one of the little pin down, so they had to make a big ass hole to put Goliath in. And so these guys they are like, "Now nah, like we're just gonna leave it." A giant excavator crane to lift him. Jesus Christ! To me, one of my favorite little quiet moments is when Logan's talking to um, Emma Frost. She says, "You oh, know, yeah. Logan, like." Our evolution, this whole thing about us being the future, like it wasn't true. We're we're like a blip. We're an anomaly. We're something that happened. We're we're we are a mutation, but not the final mutation, not the final evolution of man. And it's like Which is great because deep. in Logan, I don't think they've seen a mutant for like a natural born mutant in like thirty years or some shit like that. Or oh that's whatever that you should say as well. That that we should say is that in that conversation, Emma says that as well. That there haven't been any no any more mutant deaths that they're actually dying off. Yeah, the the, the powers are like failing. Yeah, that's been a big thing I've seen in a lot of comics, whether it's canon or not. They seem to be writing that a lot of that, that mutants are losing their powers. Like the it's older just, they get, the more it's just such a cosmic joke because everything up until this point has been the X Men fighting for equality because they're going to be here and they're going to stay here. But yeah. if ultimately they're all just gonna die off. If ultimately none, all of this was a failed, you know, like a bunch of people with cleft feet or something, you know, like it was just a another or people born with a, with, a, with an actual coccyx tail, like right. back in like the fucking seventeen hundreds or shit. three years or something. Like that's all it was. It was just a blip of abnormality. Yeah, but how can it? That's how crazy. can it be a blip with this kind of statistics? For how many years have it been? We're talking apocalypse back into the ancient Egyptian time but apocalypse, I, I guess the idea is that apocalypse is apocalypse and everybody else is the mutant uh kind if apocalypse still exists that's cool but if 90 percent of the mutant population doesn't i don't think you can point to apocalypse and be like oh yeah they're immortal he just kind of lucked out i guess <laughs> but the idea that everything that they consider him a god for, yeah and this is i think this is also the kind of view maybe cynically that um logan has in logan like when he's showing the comics and stuff like that, he's like, no, this isn't, you're making it a bigger deal than what it was. It wasn't any of this. It was. Well, that's basically, uh, that's basically biopics. He's commenting on biopics and adaptations. Yeah. It's like maybe some of it happened. Maybe none of it did. Who knows? But it ain't like this. Yeah. That's basically every time I see based on a true story. Every time you see Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I have never seen that movie and I never will. (laughs) I, I, I'm, they left out a a, a lot of important, facts about change up some um, stuff freddie you know? mercury yeah they, they they decided to make freddie mercury like full-on straight and they never talked about how he died of aids well they did really big odd, thing. they did but oddly enough when he admits to having it it's not when it actually happened 
but they yeah so that's they did that's it out of, they did it at a, a certain point for more of a dramatic dramatic effect uh the, the, the man saying? fought for for both sides like come on let it be let him break let free. it be um he so, just wants to break free that's it you know who wants to break free who? emma wants to break free that's it because once they get to New Babylon, Hawkeye leads Hogan through a back alley and they arrive at an underground resistance meeting. And Clinton gives their leader the briefcase, which has 99 vials of super soldier serum. Enough to create an army of super soldiers to fight against President Red Skull. The fucking guy that he, that he has to deal with looks like a fucking, looks like Paul Bear. He's like a weird mafioso kind of guy, right? Like he's wearing like. Dude, he has like a Hitler mustache, but he has like Paul Bear's face. He has like a like comb over, I think. Yeah. There's like a lot going on with that guy. But he already looks kind of shady. Um, he's got but, a weird smile. Never trust a person that always smiles. That's what I say. When they opened up the thing, it reminded me of Civil War. With um, what, uh. Howard Stark had mm. in, his, in his trunk. Yes, the the soldier serum. Because yeah. that's what it was. 100%. It was the soldier serum. And so the guy goes to give Hawkeye some money, but Hawkeye's like, nah, B, I don't actually want any money. All I want is a spot on the team, a spot on this army that's going to go attack Red Skull. Um, and I want one of the vials because, you know, I'm, not, I'm kind of blind. So um, they agree. And once the resistance leader has the serum, he orders his men to mow down Logan. And you just see this panel of Logan just being riddled with bullets. There's like so like a hundred bullets. He has his forehead, his eye, throat. And you see his body there smoldering. And then um, it's revealed that all of this was an undercover shield operation, hoping to stop any uprising against Red Skull. So Hawkeye says, do your worst. And then they do. First of all, don't ever say do your worst. You know what they're going to do. It's just... You're also, the smartest man he, in the room. Nah, <laughs> he, knew he, was, oh, he knew he was dying, though. I want, I want, I, I, I can't believe he was The smartest man in the room, and you didn't even know. <laughs> he made his decision. They made up their mind ago. 10 minutes ago, man. That's the problem. They made up their mind 10 minutes ago, and I didn't see it coming. My name I is Clint freaking Barton, and you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what he said. Come on. You get sewed all over my phone. That's what he should have said. That's how it should have ended. Um, my name is Hawkeye. Go fuck yourself. And they put a bullet right there between his eyes. And that's probably so one of sad. the most shocking uh, moments of the comic. And it happens. Oh, that was 100% shocking. That's Because there was a, still three issues left. Yeah, and that's the last page of us of one of the issues. Real good. Like, the comics are tremendous at building suspense and ending at a moment. You know, like... Oh, page turners. Yeah, page absolutely. Page turners. Um, for the first time, though, since we've been reading the story, we get off of the POV of Wolverine, and we actually go into the POV of Red Skull. We're shown how he managed to kill Captain America. He literally put his thumbs through his eyes. Oh my god, bro! How did you feel as being like, especially how the movies made you even more of a Captain America fan? So what's weird is that the costume kind of looks like Bucky. It has the black in it. And the black inside the regular Captain America outfit is Bucky. Um, I well, don't. I'm, I, could I'm be almost Bucky. certain Cap is dead at this time, or was so. If this is any continuation of any any main comic, you know, timeline, and then it just changed with the Wolverine Mysterio incident. Yeah, he already he already lost the Super Soldier Serum by this point, right? He would have been shot. This would have been at the end of Civil War. Oh, so he would have been killed already. Um, 
but I don't know if they say Steve Rogers or any of that stuff. No, he they, they never made a mention of a name. It was just Captain a America. Captain America suit. But yeah. I'm not going to lie. That face does not look like any Captain America face I've ever seen drawn. So it might have been, been old Most Bucky. notably, the nose and the jawline yeah. was more Bucky than it was Steve. Like I feel like Steve has a cleft in the comics, doesn't he? Don't they always draw him with a cleft between the, the often, chin? Or... They, like their, they like their American uh, poster boys to have clefts. Even uh, Superman no. gets one of them sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he, ha- he has like this major chip hazard jawline. <laughs> right, right. Always in the comics. So this was like a... This was like seeing like 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 a Jason not Jason Ty like a Dick Grayson type drawing. He kind of did have like those eyes, the nose. Of My a man kid. said major chip hazard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything else is just. A I'm toy. bringing it all the way back. Everything else. Is Everything just else a is toy. just a toy. Um. So we also shown that yeah, he killed Captain America, and as president, he has a shrine to all of the fallen heroes. How do you feel about that, dude? Okay, that's throne room was the most disrespectful piece <laughs> I've ever seen in, in the, my entire life. Uh, up until life. this comic? Like, uh, uh, as Dude, you were he's literally in his throne room in Captain America's outfit. Like, my wife likes to think I'm eccentric, but this is this is happiness for me. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? I, I also know that this is splitting hairs. So, like, this probably doesn't have to be said. But well, Donnie, I found they're it, threatening castration. I found it... Well, no, I found it weird that... Um, the flags that adorn the new White House with this new president are Nazi flags. They're not just Hydra That's what I thought stuff. it was weird, too. They're not yeah, just Hydra, no Hydra. It's Nazi. So I was like, oh, all right. Like, not that there's anything. I mean, okay, of course there's things wrong with it. But I mean, in the context of the story. You had to definitely start backpedaling on that one, <laughs> In the sir. context of the story, uh, Red Skull, you know, he's played, he's played on that side. I just thought he would make it more of a Hydra thing. But I guess if you can be out and out, right? Screw it. Screw the... Was it? Um, there was a time to be subtle. And it was before he put on Captain America's outfit. You know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, like, he like a little... He was legit. He reminded me of a kid. Yeah. He was in Captain America's outfit, just looking at all, all everything. He, there was, like, Thor's helmet was there. The, like, the actual original, like, Norse helmet. Things, hands. Yeah. Ben's hands were cut off and mounted like a like a horse head no more uh, clobbering a, a time deer head bro no, captain america no like the iron man's outfit was just front and center yeah like that gets some use later which is pretty cool <laughs> oh that's probably one of my that's probably my favorite moment of this entire <laughs> this whole thing is my favorite uh part of so, all of them so red skull is sitting around and he's literally just like like loving the moment, he's loving that he has all this stuff. He's uh walking around in Cap's outfit, um, and he's definitely delighted when his men bring in the bodies of Barton and Logan. But Logan, having healed during the time, uh, rises and knocks out his captors. I, there was two things I had to go back and look for specifically when when I was uh rereading this. One is whether or not he killed his captors, and I don't think he did. No. And two was whether or not he pops his claws, and he definitely doesn't. Nope. So even in I was, that I was instance, waiting for it. even in that instance, he's still he's still keeping his pot, pacifist stuff. I mean, he he they do fight, they do go eye to eye, they do fight, and uh, Logan does not pop his claws. Instead, he uses Cap's shield to decapitate the Red Skull. Um, so 
many decapitations. <laughs> but and the way they draw it with like the skin having two different slits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Was... But um what what sword was um uh, what's his name gonna sh- stab him with? Red Skull was gonna stab Wolverine with. He was because he had a bunch a of like swords. I wonder if it's he had like, a bunch um, of swords. I wonder if it's. I know the only one I already know is the Ebony Blade, which is the Black Knight sword. Um, but you're right. He had all kinds of armory back there. So who the hell knows? And that's another thing. Oh. It's kind of funny that all these villains are willing to, um, you know, chop up the United States and keep jurisdiction and you know i love how they said nobody wanted the the midwest <laughs> like the whole central west right like nobody wanted that shit so we just right. left it as a lawless wasteland <laughs> and it's literally just iowa it's just iowa yeah Iowa's like 15 states now <laughs> also a question what's up where's where's my man wade wilson why isn't he running things interesting i Bro, know that wade, we I know that eventually we are blessed with a old Matt Logan versus Deadpool comic, but what? yeah, but it's, it's the, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's six one six Deadpool because unfortunately, um, not to jump the gun after the story ends, Logan is transported to the main continuity six one six earth. Um, and to my knowledge has stood there. So there's no, there's no, <laughs> Uh, no, I'll save that joke for later. But <laughs> he decapitates uh, Red Skull, takes a suitcase for the money, and uses Tony Stark's Iron Man suit to fly out of there. My favorite damn part. And it just looks of... cool. It just looks badass. He's got like the, the beer belly stomach. <laughs> right, all right. Exposed. And, he just, and he's just oh, like, yeah, just, like get me, just get me there. Just get me there. Just get me there. You know, all of so this. Oh. He just has the helmet, the torso, and the, the the knees down. Right. So his thighs are all exposed. His stomach is all exposed. I think he has the crotch. The crotch the cod part piece. There. <laughs> He has the codpiece on. The codpiece, yeah. Cod, the codpiece is there, but he's, like, missing, like, key parts that show his old and fatness. So it's like it's like a fat Wolverine in a half ton Iron Man. Oh, man. And, yeah, you just see him flying over. He's got, like, 23. 3,000 miles in like 20, 22 hours to get home back to Sacramento. Yep. And he busts like, his ass like getting a, over there. Engine failing, just keep going. Engine's yep. failing, just keep pushing. You know, like, just keep going, keep going. Got to get there. And you got to think, this entirety of this trip, all he's doing is trying to get money for rent. Uh, when Clint asks him to help with the daughter, he agrees. When they get into the other scuffles with the Mongols and stuff like that, he kind of goes with. Then this black arms deal that goes south, Hawkeye gets killed. Like, so much has happened over the course of this trip. But... And it's been, like, two weeks yeah, for them. But, but seemingly, the ends justified the means. Because Logan is there with more than what he thought he needed. Um, and he's seemingly gotten there a bit early. But... Uh, Jesus when he Christ. arrives home, his neighbor tells I him... I knew that this was going to happen, too. <laughs> I knew it. The way that guy was standing there. Yeah. When he arrives home, a neighbor, only a neighbor is outside uh, to greet him, and he informs Logan of the bad news. The Hulk gang was impatient and arrived a few days prior, choosing to kill Logan's family out of boredom. Uh, which is like, damn, man. Like, he did everything it right. He was an example. <laughs> he did everything right. Boredom. He did everything right up until that point. You know? He did everything right. Uh, but, yeah. One could say the causality of him breaking his pacifism and finally killing is what but then again 
even if you could, one could also say that his family died before he ever even got to fucking. Yeah, who the Black knows? Arms deal. Who knows where he was when they died? You know, that could have been one of the chasing, days of the Mongoloid stuff. The this been, yeah, the, or the Mongoloid yeah, stuff. Yeah, it, it, it could have been when he was hanging out with Emma Frost. Who knows? Um, I oh, I like that. There's a part where Emma Frost is like, "Are you are you happy now, Logan?" And he's like, "You're a mind reader. Why don't you figure it out?" And I was like, "Yeah, well, well that actually makes a lot of sense." You. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, I can hear right as he's telling Logan the details. You know, like they came early, whatever, whatever. You can almost hear that like white noise pitch that comes. <laughs> you know where. <laughs> Of uh, shell shock, the yeah. ringing in the ears, that everything is just spinning now. The, you're about to fall, but you don't know why your legs haven't let you fall yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, because suddenly Logan is unresponsive, and as a neighbor calls out to him, Logan, Logan, he says the name isn't Logan, bub. It's Wolverine. It's Wolverine, and pops his fucking he pops claws. his claws for the first time in half a century, and fresh blood pours down his forearms. And that is a hell of a imagine shot. how like closed off because you know skin heals. You cut yourself, you scratch yourself. Yeah. That shit is gone in like twenty minutes. And this is also post. Years? This is also post the first set of X Men films where it's already also been established that it hurts every time, right? Oh yes, because this is two thousand eight. So we're about a year away from Origins. Yeah, we're we're like two years removed from Last Stand. Yes. So there's still an absence of X-Men movies in theaters. Right, 100%. And they were trying to kind of figure out what was going on with Logan as well. You know, they introduced um, Laura in a couple of years as the de facto Wolverine. And when people aren't, aren't too great about that, they bring in old man Logan to kind of placate both sides. So you have two Wolverines. <laughs> oh, so that whole Laura thing was in the comics too. Yeah. Well, she straight up becomes um, Wolverine. She gets the mantle and everything. No, that's what I mean. Like she has that mantle. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. she was the all new, all different like, Wolverine. Yo, they should keep Daphne Keen around and wait till she gets older and hire her as Wolverine. I think she's like fifteen now, so she might be right. You know, give it, give it five years. I will so, but don't even call her X twenty three. Just call her, call her Wolverine. Why not? Let her wear the, give her the dog tags out of love. Like if it's a sim, like it'd be an Easter egg to the fans. I would buy that little girl as Wolverine. Yeah, she's awesome. Awesome. What I said I wanted. Well, didn't we? Did we say this when we were doing our Deadpool time travel movie that I wanted her to get picked up by Deadpool and Gable? <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. Uh, I thought that would have been really cool. Like in Deadpool, she's at the thing and they pop in. Like, oh, hey, you want to come with us? <laughs> oh my god, she's at like Wolverine's funeral. Right, she like right there. She's doing the, the Shane lines X. and everything, <laughs> and then they show up and they're like, "Yeah, oh, you want to come with us? Come on, let's girl. go. We gotta. Little we got some girl. things to do." Uh, so tell me if I'm lying. The rest of this issue, because it's the word, the last issue of this story, plays out like a horror film. Oh, one hundred percent. Because you have Logan stalking members of the Hulk gang while they're taking showers, while they're eating in restaurants, while but they... you never see you never see them die. You just see off-screen blood splatters. Yes, there's even like a visit minute, to a brothel. Like... Did you catch that? Yeah, they're they're in a brothel. They're in a brothel, uh, getting getting down and dirty. Some of the members of the Hulk gang, and well, m- the most despicable is the first group that he kills. The ones that are taking a shower in the watering hole are literally oh, wiping the them. blood off his off his family, off of themselves. Um, 
to which Wolverine just... I think what happens is one of the guys disappears, and when the guy turns around, all of his body parts just float to the surface. Yeah. And it's like, And then My Wolverine God. comes out seemingly naked out of the water, uh, and yeah, chops him up something good. One uh, That illustration right there, I want that. I want that on my wall. That was pure berserker rage. That was so beautiful. It's just that the water's like the water is half dark because it's nighttime, but yeah. also stained red with blood. The splashes is running everywhere. You see the guy like looking behind his shoulder and just Wolverine with the straight. Uh, I can hear Hugh Jackman's <laughs> right, in my right. head. No, that that Hugh, Hugh Jackman scream for Wolverine is always going to be the scream I hear whenever I read a Wolverine comic. No, that's pretty damn. That's awesome. the scream I hear. Um, it's the best scream, but yeah, man, straight horror movie. You don't even see half these people die. When <laughs> in the restaurant, the and... in the restaurant, they turn the lights cut off, and then when oh, they yeah. turn, Wolverine is above one of them, covered in blood, and seemingly has some of his opponent in his mouth. It's like he just bit <laughs> a chunk of whatever was around. There's like skin or like an ear or something. Yeah, he's just he's an animal. He's the attack dog. No, because he's like, oh, you want. You wanted the animal. You got the animal. That comes from something, doesn't it? Yeah, Hugh Jackman. What movie was that? That, was, that, he, uh, that he does that. X Men Origins. Ah, the, the little bit of good from from there. He's <laughs> like, you wanted the that's. I think he says it's a striker. Yeah. And then Laura, uh, then his girlfriend stops him from killing. He's like, no, you wanted no, the animal. You got the animal. And then she puts his her hand on like his like. No, Kikuatsu. No, Kikuatsu. Cuckoo, Kachu got no, screwed. No, Cuckoo, Kachu. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's just murdering everybody without prejudice because well, you know. I think the brothel one is the one that like made me like feel bad. Like because of the pile of women behind the pile of women. Oh, the pile that was just hilarious. Like you know, wake them up when when they wake up, just tell them they did a good job or whatever. But <laughs> like, no, like oh they're like they're like they're like strapping their belt back on and like fixing yourself, and all of a sudden they come outside and it's just wolverine covered in blood with his claws open like and the, ready to and you. are the, you ready and the cowboy helmet the cowboy hat that's the boy oh, yeah, the cowboy hat, the and the and the cowboy hat he's just standing there yeah the duster <laughs> yeah and he's, like, why are you wearing a duster we're in we're full, a now we're in full unforgiven mode now we're in full western this is wolverine unforgiven right this is yeah this is this is full this is wolverine. western this is full you know um wider lone gunman uh kind of stuff and so yeah, he's just killing all these people. He arrives at Hulk's hideout and takes out all of Hulk's guards slash family members because, again, all of these Hulk people are <laughs> Bruce's children and grandchildren. I guess also they're ev- they're, they're everybody. They're they're, <laughs> they're, they're grandchildren. No, so, so, well, some of them are explain, children. Yeah, some of grandchildren. Yeah, I'm gonna explain that in a bit. But yeah, they're all related to Bruce. Um, so uh, Logan sends out of the fantastic car strapped with bombs and blows no, up. No, it was one person. He left, he left one of them alive. Oh, and he strapped bomb with bombs. Mouth. Right? Yeah. There's a gentleman in the... There's a Hulk left in the fantastic car strapped to the fantastic car. And I'm guessing, you know, with a brick on the pedal. And then that entire thing is, is covered in bombs. And so Wolverine basically sends this Molotov cocktail, if you will, at the at the front of Banner's place. It kills a bunch of people, um, and he basically whoever it doesn't kill, he turns into green sushi because he just hacks and slash all of them. Oh, that shit was great. What I loved, he didn't even let that the the chick that we meet in the beginning of the book. He yeah. doesn't even let her talk. No, 
she's like in the middle of saying something, he cuts her head right off. He, he, I don't give a shit. He does not care. He's not trying to hear any any, any stories about anything. Um, standing at the mouth of Hulk's cave, Logan demands Banner reveal himself. And Bruce complies, oh. walking forward, appearing to be a frail old man. <laughs> yes, frail man. And also, this is also a beautiful dovetail to the origin of Wolverine. Right? Like this, everything comes back around. Wolverine was created was, to fight debuted, the Hulk. He was looking from the hunt them, yeah. Yep, and now we're back. We're back at it, and it, and it's also one of the rivalries that people go back to a lot. There's an actual animated version of this, right? Wolverine versus the Hulk. Um, there's been a lot of speculation that maybe that's what they're going to end up doing with both of those characters once the MCU starts to get back on its feet post uh, this pandemic. But. Yeah, fingers crossed. They they know that it's a familiar story. So the two fight, and somehow Bruce has Hulk-like strength, even in his elderly human form for some reason. Uh, he taunts Logan. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, telling him that even though people think he's gone crazy from the continuous exposure to gamma radiation, he's fine. He's fine. He chooses to sleep with his cousin Jennifer. <laughs> because? Because she's the because... only one that can keep up with the pace. Jesus that's what that's Banner. what Bruce Banner's words. He chose to oh sleep to sleep God. with his cousin, the She Hulk, um, because she's the only one that can handle the pace. The pace, and so the pay- he oh, so it was nasty. his it was his idea to create these incestuous hulking offspring. And they end up probably fucking each other and making more incestuous hulking offspring. Oh my God! And so instead, uh, so Wolverine kind of gets tired of talking and lands what I thought was a fatal blow right through Banner's chest. Like, literally, f- right in the middle. Um, and I was like, damn. But, instead, Banner transforms into a monstrous and slovenly, like, ogre kind of version of the Hulk, right? Yeah, he looked like he, he looked like the, the troll from the first Harry Potter movie. Or yeah. The one in the bathroom with the big clobber. He was a couple of funny ears away from being Shrek. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, 100%. He had a big gut. He'd like a couple strands were like of hair. missing. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's just like this is I've never seen Banner depicted this way. Like this big kind of just sloppy well, even when he was human, he looked like this weird Eustace type farmer brown wearing like ripped oh, and we get jeans the, with we get barefoot. the Kill Bill 2 moment, right? Oh, um he's coming to kill us. Oh, I'm I know. Like, we did something awful to him, and he's definitely coming to kill us. Oh, they, yeah. They do the Kill Bill uh, 2 moment, where he's like, listen, I think he's coming. Oh, yeah, he, he's coming. He, he, oh, he's like, he better be coming. We just killed his family. Yeah. And he smiles when he's saying, like, oh, I'm, I'm counting on it and stuff. And he says when and he fights him. And then he reveals him, it. He says when he fights him that uh, he hasn't smashed anything in a long time. He's actually enjoying whooping his ass. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, I didn't kill your family because I needed to send a message. I think I, I'm just bored. I'm like, I'm lonely. I want to fight again. I miss fighting. I wanted it, to bring the Wolverine. He says I wanted to bring the Wolverine back. The Wolverine, the Wolverine, as I live and breathe. <laughs> um, oh my god! With majority, so oh yeah, so then he transforms into this big ogre and just eats Logan. Just eats him. It's done. Yeah, eats him. Just eats him. With the majority of the Hulk gang dead. One of Bruce's offspring shows up to brief him. He says that him, Bruce, and baby Bruce, this little baby Hulk, are the only ones left after Logan's massacre. And Bruce, still in his Hulk form, mentions that his stomach's not feeling too well. And suddenly, 
Wolverine burst from his back, having healed, and hacked his way out of Hulk, Hulk's body. So now Hulk is dead. How big must this depicted Hulk must be to be able to eat Wolverine? Yeah. How big and also not feel the, not feel the beginning, not feel it getting chopped up from the inside. Crazy. I, I, I also, like, I also obviously, I wonder about the legitimacy of this. I'm pretty sure Hulk fans know a little bit more about the physic, uh, you know, the physical traits of the Hulk, etc. Um, but I wonder if this is possible. Can somebody cut themselves out of the Hulk? Is that possible? Um, and I can guess the Hulk swallow adamantium. Uh, that, yeah, I mean his stomach acids couldn't take that apart. I don't think. But to each his own. Uh, blah, blah. So, yeah, Wolverine comes out. He kills the remaining adult Hulk and takes the baby with him, remarking that he should take away from Hulk what Hulk took away from him. But our story ends with Wolverine placing a child's doll on some makeshift graves that are realized to be his family's graves. He lowers the doll and we see a beautiful floral arrangement around the graves and a Bible placed near them. Surrounded by his neighbors, Logan packs up to leave. Um, he basically says, like, if my family's here, not here, there's nothing else for me here. And, nothing but memories, and I can take that with me anywhere. Yeah. And so he has the Hulk baby in tow, stating that he's the first member of Wolverine's resistance. Um, when his neighbors express concern over his odds of living, you know, trying to take down villains in a superhero-less world, Logan says, well, they've already killed him once. With baby Bruce in tow, Logan rides off into the sunset, hell-bent on changing the world for good. And that was the event of Old Man Logan. I thought it was... Yeah, that was so great. How he's just like, eh, I'm bored. Oh my God, I have nothing else to do now. And that, Let me just go fight villains. And so we get that last shot straight out of the Mandalorian of Wolverine <laughs> with, <laughs> with the baby, with the, with the assets in his, in his back on the horse. Ready to go. So what is it with like <laughs> and not antagonist? What is it like? An, I want to say anti-heroes. Is that uh, vigilantes? What is yes. it with these like edgy vigilantes and carrying babies with them? Well, it's, a tr- it's kind of a trope. Baby Thanos. It started kind of with Lone Wolf and Cub. You know, a story about uh, trying to get a a small person across. It's like a road trip kind of thing. And then you have... They even had that element in Ice Age. Well, you have it all the way back in Leon the Professional, right? You have a literal killer. Yep. You have you it know? in Leon the Professional. No, but his... I mean like actual like baby. Like like the stakes are different because you have like an infant with you. Cosmic Ghost Rider and Baby Thanos. Right. Old Man Logan yeah. and Baby Hulk. Uh, Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. The, I'm pretty sure that there's a game called Death Stranding that's the same kind of way. <laughs> you walking seen, around with a baby? I've seen pictures of some older guy in like this space suit with a little baby on the front. Like, I it guess was it, in Ice Age. It was I, in Ice Age. They had a little baby. I guess it may, it just rises the stakes. It's got to raise the stakes in some way. I mean, it does look cool. And it's also exciting fight scenes. Like, oh my God, I got to protect this baby while also killing off a hundred guys by myself. Like, yeah. that's what the Mandalorian was like beautiful about was like you just see Yoda like with sitting on the side not knowing what the hell's going on while he's fighting all these people it's I, I like that kind of action so I definitely would want to continue reading I wish they would have continued the story with uh, Wolverine and Baby Hulk what I do know is I know a series came out called Old Man Hawkeye so oh, God, that's probably where the blind. stories continued right like you know it would it would I would assume it's everything that took place prior to him going to Logan to get the uh, thing. Oh, so it's Hawkeye by himself going 
going to Sacramento. So he has to do the trip. One, he has to do the trip twice. Basically. There and back. Well, I don't know how far he lived prior to then. He might have lived at Hammer Falls, right? Because that's where the kids, the wife and the kid were. True. But, um, yeah, I. it's a hell of a, hell of a story. And it sets up this whole Western motif. Um, and I think that, like you were saying with the antiheroes and the children, it's one of those things is like children are one of the few things supposedly that can um, soften the ice cold heart of a killer. <laughs> I guess it's one of the most purely innocent, purely good things in the world is, is children. I mean, babies. this is this is Frank Castle as Ghost Rider with cosmic powers not being able to gun down a baby Thanos. Yeah. So yeah. babies do have have a way of softening the blows. And so. I won't forget this because this was literally just three, four years ago. But rumbling started to happen that they were going to do a third Wolverine film. Hugh Jackman obviously bringing the character to life in all of the X-Men films. There has been no live-action portrayal of Wolverine that isn't Hugh Jackman to my knowledge. Uh, and so people started talking about them creating a, thir- a trilogy. You know, um, X-Men Origins Wolverine, The Wolverine, and then this third film. And... People were saying that they wanted to make it kind of an older and grittier thing. We started hearing rumors about it being R-rated, and we ultimately that's get, when all the buzz came to Old yeah, Man Logan. We both ultimately get Logan. People start to, to start to talk about Logan, and um, well, it has to be pulling from Old Man Logan. And there's definitely some big um, moments, or at least themes, that continue. But it is a bit different. In Old Man Logan, the plot is in uh, 2029, so it's not 50 years in the future. It's about 20. Um, the mutant well, pop- when was um? It's what's 2017. Would be the last on their timeline. Their last movie for the X Men movies. Well, you yeah, gotta like, remember that be- their the last X Men movie takes place at that time in the 80s. Because they had went back. Apocalypse. Already. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it gets a little hairy, but we find out that the mutant population has shrunken significantly due to a genetically modified plants designed to reduce mutant powers, and the X Men have disbanded. Uh, See, I don't. That's what I don't like. It was the you got you could have just had it that the powers were fading. Like you know, the human body is still the human body. It doesn't matter if you're a mutant or a human. Yeah. When you get older, your vision starts to go, your hair starts to fall out, your teeth start to rot. It's just what happens when you get older. Making some biological chemical warfare that blips out one fourth of an entire population just I don't know. Does doesn't sit right with me. It it kind of sits right with me. I don't think it's a perfect one for one swap. Um, from the comic, but I do think I like the idea of them being hunted in a different way. Uh, and that I, you could have just given us Sentinels. And I'm assuming, well, I guess it's just it's just like this is a lot more PC, <laughs> right? Just plant these flowers. Don't worry, you gotta you don't gotta worry about no mutants. Um, and so with all this like reduction of mutant powers and a uh, lot less mutants going around, we find out that Logan's power of self-healing is dwindling, which means that now he's being poisoned by the adamantium that's in his uh, body. Lead poison. My man's going through lead poisoning. Well, the biggest thing oh is that God. while he was, he was always going through this poison. He was always susceptible to this poison, but his healing factor stopped him from having to deal with it. It's the Deadpool thing. The you cancer, take away Deadpool's yeah. healing factor and his cancer comes back. 100%. And so we see that he surrendered himself to alcohol and he earns a living as a chauffeur, which is kind of weird. Uh, Logan as a chauffeur. Uh, he takes care of the ailing old Professor X, who he keeps heading away. And one day, a strange female asks Logan to drive a girl named Laura to the Canadian border. You know, make a, make a road trip. 
Uh, at first he refuses, but the professor has been waiting a long time for her to appear, apparently. And Laura possesses an extraordinary fighting prowess and is in many ways like Wolverine. She's pursued by sinister figures working for a powerful corporation. And this is because they made her with Logan's DNA. The decrepit Logan is forced to ask himself if he can or if he even wants to use his powers for good, especially after everything that's happened. Um, so we're not going to go as in-depth with Logan. That might be an, another cast for another day, but I did want to talk about it. Um, after watching it again, you know, directed by James Mangold, starring uh, Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, Daphne Keene, and uh, I had the other guy here. Boyd Holbrook. Discount Ajax. Boyd Holbrook. Um, what do you think now? After reading Old Man Logan, with some years removed from the first time you saw it, because the first time you saw it, you were very upset with the way they handled Professor X. Oh, I'm still upset with the way they handled <laughs> Professor X. What's changed? Still upset. What's changed with everything well, else? What, what, what's changed? Well, okay, first off, I've always loved the cinematography of and visuals of this movie. I even said it in theaters when I saw it in theaters. This is one of the most gorgeous films I've ever seen. And it's still true to this day. Even watching it on smaller screen on a Kindle will be still gorgeous to look at. Yeah. After reading Old Man Logan and seeing the themes that they adapted from in the book, it's like, damn, you! what you could make work, you made work. What we all know wouldn't have worked in this, you left out. My my uh, my some of my issues do come from the way they handled the 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 story. There's a yeah. lot of ways to poke holes at the plot, like how is some high tech, super serious military lab that doing secret experiments allowing some chick to walk around with a camera phone or a GoPro talking in loud plan- <laughs> a yeah, GoPro because like she's she's running at certain points. It's a bit so interesting. It's like, like, also, no camera phone battery. No phone battery lasts the way that that phone lasted. No. There was a, it's, it's dating itself, but not dating itself. Like, how is yes, this, this movie is, set this is in, in like... 2030, so it's like, yeah, I don't But understand. how are you using stuff from 2003? There should be, like, a cloud. That, <laughs> like, you should be able to say, well, that was videos to the cloud. But Yeah, man. Um, what a, uh, also, what really, really helps this book have legs to stand on is the cast of characters in the book you have conversations with emma frost you have fights with kingpin and and red skull yes you see bodies lying around of heroes and villains alike you know that you you have a road trip with hawkeye like i understand that a lot a lot of the characters probably most of these characters that was in old man logan are mcu characters hulk hawkeye daredevil punisher kingpin yada 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 so and so forth red skull Avengers, I get it, but you could have given me, you could have given me a scene with with a uh, rundown Omega Red. You could have yeah. introduced, you could have given us Sabretooth one last time. If this is, if this is the final Wolverine Swan Song movie, why couldn't you give me something with 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 Sabretooth? I'm not even asking for a fight. I'm asking for some goddamn acknowledgement. <laughs> did you like, hear that? They, did you hear that they originally planned for that? I would have loved see this is the thing. I would have loved that. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for a shot for shot remake of Old Man Logan. Shit, I'm not even asking you to name it Old Man Logan. Having the the, the trilogy be called, you know, X Men Origins, The Wolverine and Logan, it's like within the name alone, you, you have this like character arc that you're seeing. Yeah. You're seeing a man who was an X Men and then he became a Wolverine and now he's just a Logan. Like you get 
all of these beautiful elements to a character that I've been watching for like 20 years. Yeah. So I, I just wanted a little bit more, but from what they gave me and for what I see that they pulled from the book, they did a great job. Road trip, super serious halfway through. It's actually not what you think it is. It's something different. The desolate backdrop, um, the, all the Wolverine fighting scenes, Let's I talk, still yeah, let's say talk that about what's good. Scene. Let's talk about what's good in this. So let's talk. Let's start oh, no, off. Yeah, I'm obviously, with the badness. let's yeah, let's, totally let's start off with obviously badness. with Hugh Jackman, right? Amazing. Like, that's Amazing. something neither one of us is going to argue about. The guy, if he wasn't your your Wolverine when he first started, because you know there's there was issues with his height and his build. There's a lot of tractors. But wasn't um, he? Oh, because he was taller or something like that. Yeah, like, way taller. He's like six feet, six and change actually. Um, oh, th- and he's supposed to be like five, yeah, five okay. or something. Okay, I'm sorry. Can you can you really tell that that man is like six six five in the fucking in the movie? Uh, can you really tell that he's tall? In the not movie? really, not but he's really. the same size as like Cyclops and stuff, right? Yeah, but there's also movie magic that they could have put they put a cam like put two different facing cameras, one for a back shot and one for a full shot, and you can make it seem like Cyclops is towering over him in an over the shoulder shot. It's not that hard. If anything, they should go after the cinematographer and Brian Singer for making Wolverine look tall. Yeah. Because it is so easy to make a person look short on camera. But I think it was one so of those easy. things where they didn't want to do all the camera tricks. And they I, it must have been something decided early on. They didn't want him that short at all. Well, right? it's also that, that kind of cuts the, hugely the, known. That kind of cuts the uh, casting pool in half, right? True. You would have to – he would be – he would be somebody that you would have to have the care and attention of, like, a CGI character. Like, every scene he's in, you would have to go and do that forced perspective, or perspective, sorry, and make him smaller. Or have everyone But it's also famously known that Brian Singer doesn't care about comics. No, which is probably why he made Logan a regular-sized person and made him, like, you know, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely popular, but he was the main character of those movies. You know? Yeah. Everything kind of went on around him. Um, but yeah, Hugh Jackman brought a lot to the role. Supposedly, he took a pay cut so as this... Oh, so this movie can be R-rated. And this becomes the first he's R-rated such a goddamn movie? angel. He's a... So, Deadpool <laughs> was before this. So, Deadpool becomes the first R-rated... Watchmen uh, is looking at you and laughing. Uh, so is Spawn and Blade. Deadpool brings a... a brings the trend of R-rated one-word titled comic book films uh, when it starts in 2016 and then we get Logan in 2017 and Joker 2019 um, but taking that pay cut that R rating was worth it that's another thing I have in he's mind he's an angel he, Hugh Jack- I've actually met Hugh Jackman I have a shirt signed by him awesome. he is an angel Yeah, he is always smiling his hand is always one hand is always on his heart and one hand is always in his pocket like, 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 if he's like thanking the world for letting him be there, like <laughs> right. Hugh Jackman is a goddamn angel. Uh, yeah, I totally feel the same way, and I feel like um, he put a lot into this role. And again, same thing with him. Maybe he didn't dig it from the beginning. I don't know about his love for the role in the beginning, but I know as the series started to progress, he got more and more involved in the in the Wolverine creative process, uh, going so far as to like, if you look at him in the Wolverine, he's cut to shreds. His, he's, he's he's like zero percent body fat in that film, and he went really really hard to try to make the Wolverine. I mean, thing. his last name is Jackman. Yeah, he is a Jackman. 
He is a huge jack man. What do you think like, about the R rating though on this? What do you think about X Men um, cussing? Oh, I all right. I guess I guess I have toilet humor. I have love for toilet humor sometimes. I'm not going to sit here and lie like I don't. So hearing Professor X just ramble on, fuck you, fuck you, it's, it's hilarious. Logan, Logan. Also, all right, so this movie, I think, did this movie come out before Days of Future Past? Or, no, no, after, like three years after. after yeah. Okay. I don't know why I didn't pull this comparison earlier, but while watching Logan and seeing Professor X act the way he did, it just brought me back to Days of Future Past when young James McAvoy was be actively, basically being the same way. Well, in, in that movie, in Days of Futures Past, um, the, the, the link, the, I guess, the emotional friendship, whatever you want to call it, the link between Logan and Professor X is what they're leaning on. Like, they're hoping that once Wolverine goes back in time, he meets Professor X and Professor X understands how much they are friends in the future. Um, so this link between Logan and Charles, you know, started from the very first movie. You know, we we can see it like that. Obviously, this isn't something straight out of the comics, you know, like um, their relationship. But if we're just going off of the movies that we have, there is enough there to get to Logan. If that makes any oh, sense. Oh, one hundred percent. This is one of this is one of my favorite friendships in all of, of comic book movies. Like there is something about Wolverine's reluctant stubbornness and Charles's blind hopefulness that just they complement each other. Yeah. But in it, this it, instance he's kind of like trying to com- uh convince him that it, like in this instance Logan's trying to convince Charles to be optimistic and Charles knows something went wrong. He can feel it. He knows something's up. But Wolverine keeps Most just trying to pass the world, the he had to have like I'm telling you, he probably erased his memory. He probably erased his own memory. He probably has that power to yeah. be able to just erase his own memory. Um, I was able to watch uh, the noir edition, so it is black and white. I thought it added a little bit of a, a little bit of style to the thing, and just like the comic, the movie is shot like a western. A lot of uh, yellows and oranges. Um and blood, <laughs> red and blood. Vast dunes and giant woody landscapes. Oh man, this movie yeah. is one of the best visually looking. And so and it, the thing about it is its simplisticness. It's not. I love Infinity War with the, the fight on the different planets and Wakanda, but this is a realistically set movie. I also wonder an if, it's, world. if its simple structure is also because of the the budget that they were trying to keep down. Because the whole thing well, is... If that's the case, they did a great job. Studios don't want to do R-rated films because it cuts the amount of people that can come see it in half. Or even in like a, yeah. in like a third. <laughs> um, and so, Jackman was like, alright, so you don't have to pay me that much. And we'll just do it. And then when it makes the money that I know it's going to make, then everybody will be good. And so, um, with that R-rating and the black and white, just like all the blood, all the inventive kills... All the um, you know, there's a very famous uh clip that went viral of Hugh Jackman doing ADR work on the film after it's. Oh, when he was in the hotel filmed. room, just like looking at the screen and just like running in place and screaming and, and actually, his, yeah, and doing his uh his vocals. <laughs> it's, it, I it's cried. Amazing. It's I honestly amazing. cried. It's, it's, a, it's a level of passion. It's a level of um, 
of energy and dedication to the character that makes us smile because we care about these because characters. Because he understands. So. He understands fans. He understands fan love and, and, and appreciation. He, he gets that this role made his career. And you know what he did? Does he go back on it? Does he hate every X-Men movie yeah, that he I feel ever like a, made? I feel like a worse actor would have been like, oh, yeah, those X-Men films. You know? <laughs> Does he regret that he ever wore those black spandex and did a weird unrealistic shot around the statue of liberty no no he you... appreciates the fact that this that this made his career and he loves it did you ever see that video of i think he's performing maybe just on stage and some guy in the front row is wearing a wolverine shirt and so he's like filming wolverine on stage he's filming hugh jackman on stage and hugh jackman looks sees that he has a wolverine shirt grabs the phone and starts to make wolverine faces into the phone <laughs> yep i've seen that video yep. <laughs> you know just because he digs the fandom who digs him weird right crazy crazy concept <laughs> <laughs> i know right isn't it just a weird concept crazy concept uh, like, at least I, I, at I, least I, in this dimension it is at least in this one because i'm uh i've been to i, I went to the that um the two week premiere early premiere the green green carpet premiere of um X Men Origin of X Men Days of Future Past yeah I got to have McAvoy Fassbender and Jackman in the same auditorium in the theater right down from Jacob Javits Center yeah and asking answering questions people were asking sitting down to watch the movie somebody asked him if you were ever approached to be to play Wolverine in the MCU would you and he said hell yeah yeah I think that's still his, all his the- take on it yeah. With all, but it wasn't even like a oh hell yeah, like I'm just brushing you off. It was like a happy little child, like hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, man, he's man, he's so great. I, I I mark out so much over Hugh Jackman because he's just a, a genuinely a great person. He just wants to be in a movie not directed by a sexual deviant. That's all my man. Who wants. wouldn't? Who, who <laughs> That's all my who man want to be in a movie not directed by sexual deviants? Uh, let's talk a little bit about Charles. I know you may not be a fan of how he went out, but I do think that uh, Patrick Stewart has this weird talent where he can he can portray himself to be as you know there, like as mentally there and strong as he wants to, and then turn the page and be as frail and as you know. Uh, well, that's the that's the the Shakespeare in the Park ness of him. That's that's yeah. he's a theater actor. He's an actor. He's a Shakespearean actor, right. a thespian, if you will. If you this will. man was eating. When I say eating, I mean he was like Hulk devoured Wolverine, eating the scenery. Yeah. Every time this man was on screen, eating the scenery. And there's like a pain in his voice. There's like a you can tell oh, there's a confusion. You know, in his demeanor, they played all right. And, you know, to to some, to those out there who have older family members suffering from all kinds of, you know, My mental, deterioration, mental deterioration like this, they've experienced moments like this, you know, um, and it shows how hard, how high maintenance it is and how much love goes into caring for family members like that. And, and Logan's, you could... Yeah care or not care and uh, about how they react to certain instances but it's beautiful when they do like Char- um charles wanting to know what happened and just logan like nothing happened don't worry about it, you know it's just a, the statue all of liberty, bad you know that kind of stuff statue like, that was a long time ago a very long time ago i love that I like and I, I the most powerful mind in the world losing his self to alzheimer's and dementia 
you can only imagine how much his brain is fighting. Like, how much his brain is melting because of how hard it's fighting yeah. that disease. While it's also being sedated. While also playing around with man-made big pharma crap. Yeah, right. so yeah. like, so Charles is... This is this was my issue with the way that they handled Charles. In some ways, it's like, bro, you're not neutering him. You're not neutering him. This isn't a neuter, Charles. This is a torturing him. You were torturing this man for his last uh, performance. I could see that. I that was see my the whole thing point about of view it. Of like, this is a man who's done nothing but try to help everybody. Um, yeah, this and is, then this they is kinda... the patron saint of the X Men, and I have to see him not only go through Alzheimer's, not only watch his brain melt from fighting the Alzheimer's. But now everything is melting because he has shots for the strokes and pills to keep the strokes at bay. And it's like, yeah. holy shit. And in the beginning of the movie, how long was he in that bunker? Just always in that one bunker. Oh, wow. And it's like a big spool. Have... It looks like a big spool. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's, it's like a water tower on its side. Yeah. Yeah, it has all these holes around it, so it is gas probably... looking. Like it's all, it looks terrible. Yeah, because they're in an oil rig in El Paso. Yeah. So now, <laughs> so this this is like a, a cesspool of tetanus. Yeah, and no family in this. No family in this. In this, his family nope. is Charles, for the most part. And then the uh, icing on the cake. One of the best additions to this film is Daphne Keene as X twenty three. As Laura. Oh, man. She had me cracking the fuck up. I'm, like, literally kicking myself. So, I'm like, why was I not laughing like this in theaters? She's, like, in the back of the limo when Wolverine is trying to get out of the little hideout. Yeah. She's, like, sucking on her arm. And I'm like, what the hell? And all yeah. of a sudden, you hear the, the, the bullet drop on the floor. I'm like, did she just suck out the bullet and yeah. spit it on the floor? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? Yo. That little girl's facials, man. She has oh, some of the best facials beautiful. I've ever ever seen without having to say a word she just can stare daggers through you um she was amazing um in all the action scenes and stuff and then you know how we were talking about before the lone wolf and cub the whole you know younger child higher stakes situation in in like the beginning what she has a big set piece in the beginning where she throws the head of the of one of the reavers right yeah and then um like to show that this film wasn't playing around, they shoot it with a harpoon, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I and remember when I saw polar- that at the time, I was like, "They just shot like a nine-year-old girl through the body with through the chest with a harpoon." What what is this film? What is this? But and again, there was like, no stormtrooper aim here. No, because when she was like running away and jumped over the gate, you see that she's getting like shot in the back and arm, and the guy's like, "Just you're wasting her bullets." She heals. I'm like, "Yo, wait, yeah. yo, they were really trying to, they really were gunning this girl down. It wasn't like no suppression fire warning shots. No, this girl got bullets in her arms, her back. I'm like, holy hell. She has a bunch of mic drop moments where she's yelling about North Dakota. Um, when she's talking about when he says like uh, everybody I love gets hurt and she goes well I guess I'll be fine I was like damn <laughs> you're yeah alright um, what do you think about the whole like because I think it, it, it is a metaphor right I mean, obviously for fatherhood but also for this idea that you know Logan would have loved to have a Logan when he was that age with those powers not knowing what to do you know, because he has those powers, his life goes into a very tragic direction and ultimately comes down to a bunch of different 
groups trying to use him, right? And so his parting words, one of the other best parts of the film is the death of Wolverine, is don't be what they made you. And I think that that is poetic in a way because... No, that's, that's, that, that defines his character. He had the perfect hero circle, like the hero's journey. He had the perfect story circle. Like he, man. So you didn't get sad when this, she said when she said that? Of course I did. I cried <laughs> when Wolverine died. I even cried in theaters when Wolverine died. I'm like, I wasn't gonna tell anybody that, but yeah. come on, man. Of when she I calls cried him when dad, died. and when she turns the the cross into the X, I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, she's like, hold. No, when it, she it reminds me of the blood hand, smile. Like in a worse movie, I would have rolled my eyes. In a worse movie, I would have been like, wow, okay. but No, but that was a next level moment. Yeah, it, it definitely. They set that up perfectly. Because I'm looking at it, I'm like, it kind of looks like an X. And when she turns it to an X, like, wow. Like, that's my man's in there. <laughs> He's, that's my man's down there. Like, I know him. We've known each other Buried in years. Canada. Buried in fucking Winnipeg or something. Or wherever is on Calgary or wherever is on the, what, the eastern side, the western side of America. So you ready for some not so, not so great changes before we get on out of here? Am I ready for some not-so-great changes? Yeah, well, what do you think are some of the things that didn't sit well from the trans uh, transference of Old Man Logan to this? Um, all right. Uh, I can go. I think I you, brought this up. Time. I brought this up to you before, and go I'm ahead. trying to remember how I, how I said it, how I would have. Okay, here we go. The death of the X-Men. Okay. 100%. The incident. I, 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 I accept it. I accept the death of the X-Men. Okay. What I don't accept is how Wolverine managed to survive and Charles go unscathed. Because you even see in every instance from, from number two all the way to here, every time there's a telepathic stroke, Wolverine feels it too. And, and we've, have seen, the we've seen like the range. We've seen the range of it. We've seen it from when um Jason in in number two had Charles target all the mutants, and also and in, he, in and Logan he when he's walk. in the when, with the with the casino scene, he's a bit away from Charles in that scene, and has to make yeah, his and way he's back like he's still Charles. trying to fight. Right. I would have I would have done it like this because the whole thing about Wolverine's pacifism, I won't watch it for two hours. I two, two hours and twenty minutes. I'm not sitting through two hours and twenty minutes to get the last twenty minutes of a berserker moment. It's not. It's not enough build. Up, it's not enough payoff for me. So do you think it was good like that they, they had him killing people from the get? Yes, okay. I think not neutering him that way is fine. I get that he's running away, guilt and scared, guilty and scared. But he's been doing that since we first introduced him in Wolver in X Men. Right. So I can get that. But there was not enough stakes for me. Now, if you would have killed all, if you would have Charles kill off all the X Men. And then have Wolverine do the final blow to Charles, like Wolverine did to Jean Grey in, in Last Stand. Not only would it have been a full circle for Wolverine to finally run away, that he has nobody, he killed the woman he loved and a surrogate father, it would have given us a, it would have given me more reason to care about him in El Paso ruining it, it his life. It put something and, heavier on his conscience. Because in the book, yes. he's, he's, he's weighed down by his actions in in logan he's almost only weighed down by charles as a burden because at one point he has enough money to get you said it perfectly you said it perfectly charles was a burden in this movie to wolverine not to us not to me the audience no no wolverine because he he gets he has enough money to leave he just knows he has to get charles 
on the boat. And again, there's no plan past that, right? The idea is to get on the boat so that he can't hurt anybody, but then what? They just just become pirates? But also remember, Charles is also wanted by by every major government in the world. Yeah, because they know about the incident. He's, he's not just America's most wanted. He's the world's most wanted. Yeah. That yeah that that the, was the, definitely the something I thought that Evans, was not that great was changing change get making it I I liked the implications of how dangerous Charles could be if oh one hundred percent if something slipped up I thought that was really really cool creatively but we've gotten these implications how many times have they tried to turn Charles into a weapon and we've yeah. seen that if this man truly wanted to he could wipe out every single person on this planet what do you think about the fact that it's never explicitly said what happens. Oh, you mean exposition through convenient radio? Well, well oh, that please. that and and that and the mo like the most of a confession that we get is Charles talking into the void when he thinks he sees Wolverine in the oh, distance. God, I all right. Time to time to tell the fans because you know this and a lot of people know it's time to tell the fans. All right, I sat through that. I loved. I, I was loving and enjoying Wol- hey, Logan. Up until the Farmer Brown shit. Once we got to the Farmer farm Brown. scene, I was bored out of my mind. I'm literally sitting there with my with two of my fingers on one temple, whole hand on my, my forehead on another side. I'm just like bored. And then we get to the Charles scene. I knew what was happening. I knew it was going to ha- I knew it. I knew it was going to happen like that. I knew it. But my brain just didn't want to just accept it. And he's talking, and I'm like, yo, my God, this is the writing, the actual dialogue behind Charles's confession was beautiful. I was, I was actually tearing up. But he also he says that he doesn't happened. know. Like, he kind of knows, right? He, he understands what, what happened. He doesn't know how it happened. Or he knows what happened. He doesn't understand how it like happened. It's, it's starting, that math is starting to add up in his head. Yeah, he's like putting he all kn- the He already together. knew something was up. He knows that they're running from something. And he knows that there's a weird reason why they're not around all the other X-Men. And you, and what's beautiful about that, what you just said right there, what's beautiful about that is that's how Charles meets Wolverine. A guy with a checkered past with no memory, running and scared. Yeah. Putting the pieces together and seeing that he's like a monster. Yeah. That, that's fucking... It's, it, it's so the shoes on the other this foot. This could have been beautifully handled. Yeah, the shoe is exactly. definitely on the other foot. Yeah, uh-huh. No. But then we get this death scene. Of the, of the claws going right through this man's chest. And I swear on everything, I stood up and I walked <laughs> out of the theater. I went to the concession stand. I got a box of, of Sour Patch Kids and I went outside and smoked a cigarette. And I went right back in. And after I went back in, they were all uh, Logan and the, the uh, little girl were on the run. I think that the post-Charles death is some of the best acting. Like you have that moment where uh, they have to bury Charles. And you can see the frustration yeah. on, on Jackman's face. And then that whole scene of him like flipping out on the side of the road where she's just watching him <laughs> flip out on the side of the road to the point that he passes out. Like he just he's just so mad. He's banging on things and going crazy. And then she turns and he's just passed out. And she's like, Oh, well, I guess I'm the one taking care of him now. Um, I thought that was really good. I was not a fan of the Logan clone. I understand nope, didn't, didn't want it. I understand thematically. Right, like this is what I'm leaving the world. I was a well, monster, that's and now from... there's because of me, there are now more monsters in the world, and I'm not even tough enough to take down the monsters that I created. So, 
Like I get, I totally get that portion of it. But like it's you also said, visually, he's fighting himself. He's fighting what he allowed to well, go out into the yeah. world. The and they're changing it from it being the super soldier serum to being Wolverine's blood. So if you're gonna go for a Logan trilogy, if we're gonna go for a trilogy while sticking to the same canon of the X Men movies, yeah, I think it's thematically brilliant that he that his blood is still going because um in the I think the X Men Apocalypse the end credit scene of X Men Apocalypse had Miss uh, Mr Sinister or whatever not Mr Sinister yeah um, yeah you're right Mr Sinister's people it was Mr Sinister. That, yeah. Dr. X. And he, they picked up the Weapon X vials. Yes. So there's still from other movies. It's like they're Easter trying. eggs and they're trying. Call the, yeah, you can you can literally tell that they're trying to, to take entire X-Men history from even their most maligned movies and make it some sort of canon for the Wolverine trilogy. So I can buy, accept, and even appreciate what this movie did. But there's there's still a lot I would have changed, a lot I would have taken out. I'm never going to be one to pretend that I can make a movie. I just sometimes think of ideas. And so one of the ideas that I thought about, you've actually mentioned early on in the cast, why couldn't X-24 be Omega Red? Why couldn't it be a, another member of the Weapons Plus program? Um, or his brother. Or or Sabretooth. Yeah, we, we got the one man we know that we could track you down. Um, Sabretooth was supposed to be in the film and then they ended up cutting the scene. I, th- I think if I remember, you know, the scene where Logan is in the, is, I think he's in Eden or he's at least with the kids and he wakes up and they shaved his beard. Yeah. Another instance was he was going to wake up and he was going to have like a hallucination that he was talking to Creed, Victor Creed. And you know what? I would have hated that even more. Me too. Because if now, it wasn't you're real? Just, now you're just teasing me. If it wasn't yeah, real, then I wouldn't have wanted me. it either. Um, I think I, I also don't think the Reavers are very strong as villains. I always hate when the villains in X Men are scientists, like just science, evil Ugh. science. I'm not a fan that's of that. Literally, that's the villain of every X Men movie. Yeah, it's just oh, evil science, evil scientists. Like I'm, I, it's just me. I'm not a fan of that. There was no science almost in the Old Man Logan comic, which is why I dug it so much. It's just superheroes, um, and like uh, I thought, Boyd Holbrook did a fine job doing what he was doing. I thought he was funny. Uh, that's the that's the guy with the mechanical arm. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? He stole the fucking movie. He was uh, the greatest enigmatic. Dude, the movie but me. I don't. But it's like I I didn't think he was very um, menacing. I'm a fan there, Wolverine. Right? But that's the thing about it. He, he, it's the Lalo Salamanca ness of it. Yeah. The um, only difference between Lalo Salamanca and him is Lalo has that stare into your soul face. This dude, he. He doesn't have the intimidated stare, no. but it's and he, the, and he also kind of gets his ass whooped by Laura, so it's like, oh, like that's your that's your power level, you know? Like if you didn't have all these men with you, you'd be dead. She would have killed you, and it'd be where 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 it is with that. Uh, so yeah, so changing the incident, I brought up the Reavers, I brought up X twenty four, I brought up. So now time for my final gripe. And it's uh, it, it's a gripe that you share, but interestingly enough, I have some news about it. So, oh, here we go. My gripe is, and I, I it's funny because I first I just put a name, but then I realized what my gripe was. My first gripe was Calabac. Oh, Caliban? Calabac? Caliban? Caliban? Cal Caliban. Caliban. Not a fan. Him. Now, the reason I I have nothing against Stephen Merchant. I actually love Stephen Merchant. Oh no no. 
Stephen Merchant is hilarious. He's he's great. But I honestly believe if it was any other X Men, this movie would have been ten times greater. Um, any other any other straggler, any other find somebody. I don't know how, but I I think that it would have all those all those times where he's being threatened, he'd be a lot more scared. I wasn't really scared for Calabac because he just seemed like a roommate kind of guy. And so now check this out. The uh, writer of Old Man Logan was asked about the possibility of a Logan film. And they were like, well, it's kind of, he, they told him basically like it was kind of impossible, right? Because like what you just said, um, if they're in the MCU or if they're not in the MCU, I'm sorry, then they don't have Hawkeye. They don't have Daredevil. They don't have Red Skull and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Millar said, they're not important to the story. The way I worked that thing is I actually structured it as like I broke it down mechanically. I figured out going from this part of America to that part of America and what he would encounter along the way. And then I added the adversaries later. Basically, Wolverine doing a road movie is the important thing. And he has a friend, a blind Hawkeye with him. But that friend could have been Cyclops. And he could have been blinded by the fact that his glasses were broken. Or his visor was broken. And he has to keep his eyes closed the whole time. Because powers are failing. His eyes burnt out finally. Exactly. And so he has to keep his eyes closed the entire time. Um, and But he still insists on driving. You'd be right back with it. That's uh, There's lots of stuff. Instead of the Hulk, you could have had the blob. Um, yes. So he brought up... Things. Like, he brought, he brought up stuff. So if he, had, if he wouldn't have brought up this, I wouldn't have bitched about it. But the fact that the guy who wrote it was like, oh, yeah, there's ways around it. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Did no one else know there was ways around it? But then, to me, it all dwindles down to cost. It all dwindles budget. down to budget. Money. Well, you got to pay for, exactly. for this and this and that. And basically, besides, cost? But besides Patrick Stewart and Logan, who's in this that's tearing up, you know, the silver screen? Name, name without looking at your paper. Name more than five people. That's not in the main cast. I don't name Laura. I couldn't Obi-Wan, name I, if it wasn't Calabon, Laura Caliban or or, or uh, the Reaver guy. Like, I couldn't tell you any of the doctors. Like what the, were their names? Any of those other little kids? What was Laura's uh, mother's or whatever the a, a captor escapee name? No I one fucking know. knows. I don't know. She was oh, a hell of a, she was a, hell of a director. Orange though. is the new black. She was a hell of a director. She was getting all kinds oh, of angles in that spot. Oh yeah, well, yo, <laughs> Stanley. She went to the Stanley Kubrick School of these shots. She had narration and all that kind of stuff. It's hilarious. But yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have bitched about the people, but I do honestly believe, like, if if in Logan instead of, uh, I mean, Charles gets killed, and that's you know heartbreaking. But if it was Cyclops, you know, if um, if any of the other characters were used and, and if, if Rogue was in it somehow and she got killed or something. Um, but we don't have any, we don't have any ties to um, much of the characters in Logan and the ones that we are supposed to have ties to, we never see. They don't do the thing like even, even with, with it being described, Logan's actions in old man, Logan, what Mysterio made him do, even though those are ghastly, seeing it, seeing it was a whole nother story. Seeing people die, people getting cut up into ribbons was a whole nother story. And so the fact that we never really saw or, you know. The X-Men die. Just the the grief of it. At this point, everyone's 20 years removed. Everyone's kind of yeah, down. This right? is supposed to be after the events of, like, Last Stand. In a and sense. it's not haunting Cause... Wolverine because he didn't do it. 
Oh, we know this would be this would be after the events of a Days of Future Past in the future. This would be, assumingly, yes, this would be the but new they wait, future. But they won Days of Future Past. They did, oh, which, which, which then brought them to just another screwed up future. Which then leads yeah. some credence to Emma Frost saying that they're just a blip. What if it's always Man. meant for time to wipe out the X-Men? No matter, okay, so it's not Sentinels this time, well, now it's Plants. You know? <laughs> you know, that it's not, pl- it's, not, not it's, Plants this time, well, now it's an Apocalypse. It's just my 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 issue will always be the it, it's the there's the, if this is the goodbye to the X Men if this truly was supposed to be the goodbye to our X Men that we known from the from two thousand you could have at least given me a quick flash nightmare flashbacks like really fast paced deaths or like the way they did like, like the could, way they would weave in the Alkali Lake stuff in the first film yes. Right. Well, like how um when when um Green Goblin fucking realizes he killed Doctor Strom, and all you see is just that quick flash of a goblin face and a dead body, and like yo, that's stuff like that. You there's so many ways you could have helped our mind. Like I, I I get it, you know, show don't tell and stuff like that. But goddamn, say something, you know. But I think that one of the things, like you were saying, oh, you know, if this is a farewell to the X Men, I think. Ultimately, we can take it as a farewell to our X-Men, the 2000s X-Men, that cast. But ultimately, they knew Dark Phoenix was coming out after this. You know, they knew... But they killed um, them off screen. They killed our people, the people we know, the Nightcrawler, Rogue, everybody that we that we. But they didn't want to make with. a big... They didn't want to make a big deal about that because we already had another team. You can't make a funeral, right, for Cyclops if we have a Cyclops. We got a Jean Grey. We're about to do Dark Phoenix. You know? Soon as yeah, we get a new Wolverine, also... everybody's good, right? Literally, all that franchise needs is a new Wolverine, and then everybody can continue living on their lives. It was closing out that other, you know. It just made it seem. They just made it seem like it didn't matter to like like the the, the actor that played Iceman and and Rogue and all the other the uh, James Martin. It just made it seem like Halle Berry didn't matter, and Halle Berry always matters. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That that's yeah. just my only real like. I don't care that they died. Oh my god, how many times have the X-Men goddamn died? Days of Future Past yeah. beginning was literally them dying. Like, you know, really how many times can, can, can the X-Men die before I finally say, all right, I guess this is just how comic books work. People <laughs> just die in comic books. But this is, like I said, the farewell to the OG X-Men. Ours. And that's just, that, that's just heartbreaking that I couldn't even get a proper goodbye to the OG X-Men. Um, regardless, though, I think that Jackman put everything he could on the line. In this film, you know, he did he did great stuff. Like I said, there's great gore, some great kills in it. Um, watching him have to pull his claws out because they're stuck was like painful. Oh my god, that hurt. That, Half like, that movie, he's mentally? knocked out and I mean, would just wake up other places. Like <laughs> he would, no. he would literally just get knocked out and wake up with the children, and then get knocked out and wake up in a hospital <laughs> and get knocked out. Like he was really, they really made you feel his age, his weariness, you know, the exhaustion the of it. Yeah, the exhaustion and all, all the things that he was going through. I just wish there would have been more on his mind because of something he did, but there wasn't really. And once Charles leaves, it's just about getting this girl that, across. And because it's, she, he didn't even want to do that. He did it because of Charles. So now he's like, I gotta go do this fucking task because I promised my boy, and now he's dead, so I can't go back now. And so, yeah. I think it's everybody, like, fathers and daughters watch this film, you know? 
I think uh, sure, why not? Most fathers want a, a little precocious X twenty three. Someone who can handle their own, you know. That was my original gripe with this film. Was why is X twenty three eight years old? If you're gonna give me X twenty three, finally, why couldn't she be like at least like you know twenty one with a ponytail? Have that awesome ass outfit, but you know what? I will still say it's all about the way the actor acts, and that little girl did a great, great job. Like I've never seen anybody that can emulate Berserker rage. Yes, she did it, and she's she such a delicate. Like I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to compliment this actress without t- seeming weird. You know what I'm saying? Like she's such a delicate, sweet looking child. For the most part. When she's no, out there having with the glasses, when she's got those pink glasses and she's trying to get like an icy or something. When she's she's just eating Pringles. Don't doesn't don't they do the thing where she's on the like the, the thing you're supposed to put the quarter in that moves? The little... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Before they go in and the thing stops and she's like trying to hit it and he's like and he puts the quarter in yeah, and he's like, like you don't have to ride. attack it. You could just all you gotta do is put a quarter. Like all of that, amazing. So she's, damn good. She's a little eight year old and you just know what she's capable of. So to just know what she's capable of, but see her stoically just on a pony ride, just like, what the hell? And, and again, with a stare that's like everything in the world is on her mind. That, that so mile much, long stare. So much is on her okay. mind that she can't. And initially you don't think she can talk. Oh, you I know? thought she was mute. Yeah. And then she starts to speak Spanish and then she smacks up Logan a couple times. Which was, hey, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Always and she's just laugh. hitting him while yelling in Spanish. Hey, you don't hit, all right? North Dakota, Richter. <laughs> North Dakota, North Dakota. I want to go to North Dakota. Oh, we're not going anywhere. You was such a good grumpy old man. Uh, that, that no, they, those two together in the, the when they got to be solo, and you got to see. Oh man. It was the crowning achievement of that movie. They say they say they want together. They say they want Morgan Stark, but they want Laura, bro. You know what I'm saying? They want Laura. Everybody wants Morgan Stark. I want Laura. You need a little Laura, a little Laura in your life. Um, with this being said, do you want to see um two things? Do you want to see Hugh Jackman return to the role of Wolverine, knowing that he had such a well planned out uh? Exit, and two. Do you think that they should keep some of the other elements that they didn't touch on in Old Man Logan for future installations? Um, honestly, I don't know if I would want to see Millar's Old Man Logan fully done, even if it's MCU and handled by the proper studios and proper right. people. I I don't know if I would want to watch that. I think that would be too depressing of a world to go in for for like two and a half hours and there's only what is it there's only one time for a first impression yeah you know exactly and my first impression dark phoenix. is logan and dark phoenix sucks <clears throat> dark phoenix is a terrible <clears throat> film sorry i had a bit of a... dark phoenix is so bad that wolverine wasn't even in that movie. i had a bit of a cough Sorry about that. Like, it's, like it Wolverine was even in in, in freaking X Men Apocalypse in first for a time, little. Yeah, yeah. He was in Apocalypse. First Class. He was in Apocalypse. He was in Days of Future. Apocalypse Past. finally he... gives us. You know what it is? Apocalypse gives us Weapon X. So once he did Weapon X, he's kind of done, right? Like <laughs> you, you had the fights with Sabretooth. Check. You had him on the X Men. 
Check. You had his relationship with Jim Gray. Check. You had his beef with Cyclops. Check. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've done it all at this point. So, if he wants to... So, when you get him finally in his actual berserker outfit with the helmet and everything... This is what I'll say. This is another question. Are you disappointed that we never got costumed Logan? Uh, yeah, I am. Especially since they teased us in the deleted scene in the the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Sons of all bitches. Yeah, because it's one of those things like we weren't, most people thought it would never happen. They, they speculated and they would do fan art, but there was no signs of him ever wearing anything clothes. And then then they show it to us. Finally, (laughs) get some, not even that part. I'm talking about Days of Future Past, those disrespectful bastards. Mm. You want to know why Days of Future Past is a little disrespectful? Because every promotional poster had Logan in the blue and yellow. Really? Look at look at the colors of his suit again. Tell me you don't see those navy suits blue are kind of cool. Like a dark I, like, I like their futuristic, <laughs> their future. I like clothes. the futuristic. I liked it too, but it was. But once you see it in the movie itself, it was muted. Looked like it was back to the two thousand black on brown. Yeah. Like, that was the most yellow I, they ever put on that outfit <laughs> before. I'm telling you, you know, man. Yeah. They could have given me the, the first-class suit on Wolverine, and it would have looked badass. So you think Logan's a good swan song for Jackman? Honestly, I wouldn't want to see him. I wouldn't want to see him do another Wolverine if it's in Fox, Fox or whatever. Yeah. I would if argue... If he's going to do... An- Sorry, I, I was I was going to say that I have went on great lengths. I don't know if on the podcast I've said it, but I said... You know, it it kind of sucks that Logan was the Logan. Logan was the Wolverine in. Oh, sorry, Jackman was the Wolverine in. Um, uh, not Dark Phoenix. What's the one after Dark Phoenix? Apocalypse. No, no, Dark Phoenix was the very last. Apocalypse was the tri- was the final one of the trilogy. But that's the, the one where he's. Um, Berserker Weapon mode. X. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Apocalypse. So unfortunately, I feel like that would have been a perfect time to introduce somebody new. Considering that that was the first time in that timeline that they were going to meet Logan. Oh, you're saying they could have used, instead of Hugh Jackman, they could have used somebody else. And that would have been the beginning of that Wolverine. Of a new, uh, of the idea of a new Wolverine. Right. And considering that he has the same name and everyone else is cool with, uh, you know, Gene looking different and Cyclops looking different, you know, then it just is what it is. But I say all that. He's the Stan Lee of comic book characters, man. But, But now there's no know that universe so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I wonder if they just recast everybody it'd be very interesting well, if they to were see. to bring if they were to bring X-Men specifically Wolverine into the MCU I would only want to see Hugh Jackman if they pull the old man Logan and pull him from another multiverse yeah I want the MCU to be a completely different universe compared to his Fox universe, like I don't want there to be. That's what I just want. Like I would love to have Logan from uh, from this movie, Logan, old man and all, having no idea where the hell he is. Fox had a lot on their hands. They had all of the X Men characters, you know, and they did the best they could with them. But ultimately, I think some of the best confrontations to deal with Wolverine have to deal with other outside uh, Marvel characters. And I think that getting to play in the MCU is going to be quite fun because we get to start seeing some of those matchups in live action. But this was fun. This was fun. It was it was brutal. It was heartbreaking. It was breathtaking. Like I said, a lot of the... Um, I love, love, love a lot of the 
the Western motif. They said that they were going after a real unforgiven kind of vibe. Wider. Wider. Um, you know, literally the Clint Eastwood of it all, right? The last old gunslinger. I, I got to tell you something funny. When I was a kid, I think I was like five years old. Mm-hmm. This I was at my father's house on the weekends. And this was back when Channel 11 was still WB11. And on Sundays, this is this is when I realized Saturday morning cartoons were legit only Saturday morning cartoons. It was a Sunday, and I went to turn on WB11 because I'm like, oh my god, I finally WB woke up 11. early enough to watch. I finally woke up early enough to watch the uh, Batman animated series, X Men animated series, and Spider Man animated series because those were the first three ones that were being played on Saturday mornings at like seven, seven thirty, eight, and eight thirty, and shit like that. Right. So it, I'm finally up early enough to catch me some nice some TV, and I turn on WB11, and one of the spaghetti western Clint Eastwood movies. I don't know if it was Good, Bad, and the Ugly, or, or Fistful of Dollars, or a few dollars more. Yeah, it might have been Good, Bad, and the Ugly, but it was Clint Eastwood in a poncho with the hat. I swear on everything. Oh no, I was seven because this was after X Men. I was around seven years old. I thought that was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I thought it would it would inform it would inform the rest of your Wolverine <laughs> journey. I literally watched Good, Bad, and the Ugly from whatever point that I turned it on. Probably in the beginning, I as a kid I watched that full movie. My dad even asked me, "Why are you watching this movie?" I'm like, "It's Wolverine." Right? Like, what? Like, no, no that's, that's Clint Eastwood. <laughs> right? Like, that's Clint Eastwood. That's not Hugh Jackman. I swore on everything. I thought Clint Eastwood, young Clint Eastwood, was Hugh Jackman. And that's the only reason why I watched that movie. Well, it was good to see the 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 gunslinger as he was. Um, you know. Wolverine still be able to play that and instead of having only a couple bullets in his gun he only has so much healing factor left only so much strength only so much energy oh no this was straight up the first comic book western movie Every, anybody in the world can fight me this was the first comic book movie that had a western genre there is no uh, there's no drama horror thriller comedy yeah there's elements in there but if you want to go straight up what this movie is categorized as it's a western and it's also it's one a of man those at the that... edge of civilization the final frontier yeah, and it's also one of those movies that um, will be referenced when people talk about the different genres comic book movies can take, you know? Um, exactly. You had to, with an R rating, you had to produce something that no one's ever seen before, you know? Same thing with Joker, right? Like, you have to give us something that we haven't seen, and a different take, a different look, a different angle. And I think they did great work with that. And I'm glad that, you know, you end up having at least a little bit of a different appreciation for Logan. Now, I think I'm going to look at that movie differently now, especially, you know, with my history of this. And I might even on some boredom go through Old Man Hawkeye. I know there's also an Old Man Peter Quill comic that's out. What? I will read that I shit. guess that's him, yeah. o- him old and retired in space and what, you know, what goes on. All right, but there. if he's not sleeping with green aliens and driving the Milano to David Bowie, it's not my Peter, it's not my <laughs> Peter Quill. Listen, I don't need Peter Quill to do some version of intergalactic Me Too, all right? I don't need anyone to start bringing him up and be like, hey, when he was on I'm this so planet. I'm so sorry. I kind of forgot he was on that planet, on this ship. <laughs> yeah, he was terrible. Ja- uh, Jackson Pollock painting. Um, how does it, man? Good stuff. I don't know how man. that got it, got away in a Marvel movie, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know how Peter Quill would know who would know how to make a Jackson Pollock come uh, joke if he got abducted at eight years old. That's true. Timelines. Timelines. Um, Timelines are funny. But, like I said, I, I really liked revisiting this story. 
I think if you haven't read it, I don't know how far, how you got this far. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that, thank thank you for giving me the opportunity to actually like go back and find the goodness in Logan because it was always one of the. This was literally the one movie I never understood my dislike because I liked a lot of it, but I hated even more. But I liked just that, much, when, you, but I, when it had came out, there was such a groundswell of support for the film and you hadn't liked it and there's something there's something unsettling about not getting why you don't like something that not that you have to like everything that everybody likes but when something is immensely popular and you tangentially like it like you like the characters or the colors or any of that kind of stuff when people are in love with it sometimes you gauge yourself and it's like why why am i not head over heels about this and usually the cast helps me exercise that the po- literally this podcast helps me exercise like like with birds of prey i felt the way i felt about birds of prey but other people love it but the podcast allowed me to express why i felt that way you know it wasn't just ah this is bad that's bad i got to say well i think it's because and you know maybe if and that got to help so being able to do that for logan i thought was was really cool and it like i said i think it gives us both a new appreciation for that film so that is awesome um, oh one yeah one hundred percent because nothing I don't I don't want to dislike a Wolverine a solo Wolverine movie and as much do, as so ev- <laughs> as much as everybody wants to to come at me yes you know what I can I can sit down with no problem turn my brain off watch X Men Origins Wolverine he's trying to defend the people go back to our first ever which is worse which was worse so, oh the inaugural which is worse that's green, why we did that thing. Green Arrow. Oh, sorry. Green Lantern versus X-Men Origins Wolverine to find out which is the worst comic book movie that has um, Ryan Reynolds in it. Reynolds. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a fucking, like, what parameters. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. But go hey, back man, and listen topical. to that. Yeah, man. Go back and listen to all our witches worse. Thank you for listening so far into this podcast. And uh, I would I would say go back and listen to all of our podcasts. We actually had an X-Men podcast where we talked about the entirety of the franchise that's like uh, three the hours exploring long. x-men that was like a four hour episode. yeah it's like three and a half hours because there's so many movies um we have to split them up like each of us had like six movies yeah it was crazy there's like three series all with trilogies like, at that point yeah. it was all of them yeah there was like 12 movies but that's back there go check that out you i think we have an x-men we definitely have a dark phoenix <laughs> uh Oh, review out. Yeah, I'm gonna listen do. to that one of these days. I'm pretty sure it's hilarious because I was not in the mood that day. Um, I want to listen to the Hellboy one because I just all I all I have experience of it was I walk into your house ready to talk good about Hellboy, and then you bring out all of the dumb scenes. And I'm like, wait, shit, that was kind of. No, sad. I, and I also yeah. brought out a bottle. Yeah, when you of, when you put it like that, kind of bomb. <laughs> I also put a, I also put a, a lime marita on the table. <laughs> Or something and I was yeah, like, definitely did. and I was like, yeah, this is what's gonna happen today. <laughs> so go back and listen to all that fun stuff, ladies and gentlemen. The easiest way to catch all the episodes of the podcast is to go to comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop for all things comic book click, like the major issues podcast, where it's the official home of. It has all of our merchandise there as a part of T Public and exclusive articles written by members of the click. You can you can literally search that's the greatest thing about it you can search it's like a search bar and you can be like okay did they ever talk about Captain America and boom our shitty 1990s <laughs> Captain America review is up there uh, and so you can go there look through the 120 plus hours of content that we have there we've covered as many things as we can but seemingly still have so much left 
which is a great part of comic there's books. There's still so much left. There's so much left. But I really wanted to have a conversation about Logan, and I really wanted to have a conversation about Old Man Logan, which is, I, I think it's a, one of those modern classics that uh, we come around. So I thank you guys for being a part of that. Go to comicbookclick.com, but you can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are found. So that's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, um, TuneFind, iHeart.com, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, I believe. Um, we're everywhere, literally. Type in Major Issues Podcast, and if we're not the first ones to pop up, I'd be hella surprised because we are talking the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. So Major Issues Podcast usually returns the results of us. Um, and don't forget that when you listen to this at latest episode, it is going to be on Wednesday, and that Wednesday is the Don's day of birth yes the anniversary it of it. is my birthday so i want you people to please when you listen to this podcast spam spam this man oh dear with happy birthday i like spam give him oh. all the spam <laughs> spam eggs, fry it put some eggs toast. near it give it to me but yeah i mean if you guys wanna i mean sort of kind of give me a gift without any effort go ahead and rate and review us on itunes because it's the quickest way for us to like grow that. as podcasters and find out what you like. Listen, man, I've been I've been doing this too long. Find out what you like <laughs> and what years. you don't like. like two years. <laughs> but honestly, to, just to break up the monotony real quick, this is one of the longest things I've ever done weekly. Like me that too. doesn't pay. That doesn't you know like that. No one's making me do. This is one of the one of the one of the biggest commitments I've had recently. So uh, I think it just like a switch comes on, and I I'm just trying to get people. I haven't done something like this since when I was a backyard wrestler. Yeah, because it was a once a Sunday thing. Commitment, man. That was the that was the last time that I did something where I was actually up ready with my equipment on a on every single week. And, and this this has me just like yeah, that is yeah greatness. Look, look look! how great friendships form. That's wrestling. it. And come be my friend. I'm talking all kinds of crazy stuff at Major Issue CBC on Twitter. Uh, people are really digging what's going on there. But we're available at Facebook.com slash comic book click. Instagram at comic book click. Or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Um, even with everything going on in this pandemic, I, I'm going loco. I know everybody's going a little bit crazy, but there's moments like this where I get to sit and talk to members of the clique about what we love. And for a second, for a while, or for two hours, everything's back to normal. So I'm hoping to give that gift to you guys on my birthday. Uh, a little bit of normalcy in the sea of uncertainty. And if you come back the week after, I'll give you a little bit more. What do you think? <laughs> I like Definitely. it. Definitely. All right. But my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. I am Dan, the comic book man. And this has been our Old Man Logan recap and her review. And remember, whether you've taken a vow of nonviolence, whether your daughter is secretly working for the enemy, whether you clone a little girl and then kill an older man and adopt a Hulk baby, remember, mutant and proud, remember, you're part of the clique. And remember, you, yes, you, are worthy. 